What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Hangout Hour, the new and upcoming podcast that may be offensive, but definitely entertaining. My name is Big Ox. My name is D. And I am Diva. And we are back, up to no good, in Plug and Play Studios. Feels good. Feels good. It does. Yes, sir. Got a really, really fun show for you guys today. Uh, before that, little shout-outs to uh, the dubliner Higgins and Son. Ow. I was just there. Good times, Higgins. It's always a good time. Fantastic times. Another little shout out to Dolphins Plus down in Key Largo, Kyle and Art. You're going to be hearing from them very soon, hopefully. Uh, We got to show some love to Bar Nancy. Oh, always. Always, always. And then a special shout out for the 12 year long waiting to be engaged couple, Chris and Lauren. I was actually in Key Largo this weekend. Oh, so romantic. Don't you love the Keys? I do. I do. That's, there's something that happens when you pass the Seven Mile Bridge. You know? I, I was before the Seven Mile Bridge. I was like, still like Dade County, I feel. But okay, so as soon as you pass, what is it? Um, Gilbert's? Florida City? Uh, no, well, yeah. I was at the... I guess uh, Gilbert's, yeah. The Key, Lar- Key Largo. Key Caribbean Club. Once you hit Key Largo. Uh, yeah, you're right there. Right there in the front. That's you know. it. That's Big Chill was one of my stops on the motorcycle. Love the Big it's a good, it's a good time. They have a great lobster. Not to go there, but they have a great lobster pizza. Yeah, lobster good. pizza, is that what it's you said? It's so good. Jeez. I've never had one of those before. It's amazing. It's be- amazing. Best pizza, I think, in Key Largo is Tower Pizza. But if you want normal pizza, if you want nah. some lobster pizza, go to Gilbert's. Gilbert's? No, wait. I'm thinking the Big, big Chill. chill. The Big Chill. The Big, the big Chill. chill. Big Show's great, man. It's a bit pricey, but it's really good. It is a little pricey. The vibe is great. Super good, like You're music. You're paying for the vibe. Yeah. Anyways. T-shirts and, and sandals. That's my vibe, right? I mean. But isn't that the best part about the keys, though? I mean, that you can... You're fancy. Like, what you dress right now is you're going to a nice dinner. I also sure. like that, like, it doesn't matter what time it is or wherever I go, I could, like, order a drink, and it's going to be fine. Yeah, you're not going to be judged. At all. There's no judging. You'll be there. like, oh, what do you I mean? You want orange juice? I thought you wanted... That you wanted a mimosa or like a Bloody Mary or yeah, something. Yeah, they, they convince you, know? you to, yeah. to drink. So like, yes, yesterday we were at the Big Chill and my old man fucking rented two cabanas and then all my sister's friends and family came over. Real fancy. Yeah, it was super. But you know what? It's the Keys, right? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Key Largo. So The Big Chill has a, a pool. Yeah, a pool. Over there yeah. My daughter the jumped in the pool. It was, yeah. it was a cool time. And it was a shitty weather, but what do you do during shitty weather and you're in the Keys? You drink. You drink. <laughs> and this guy, this bartender... Mind you, he his name was Brett. He lives in Boca, he, or I'm sorry, in Davie. Works in Boca, his nine to five, for some like loan firm, and then drives on the weekends as a waiter down in the Big Chill. But this guy had this pizzazz to him, this moxie to him. He would walk up to people, man, and be like, "My mom walks in, my stepfather's there," and he goes, "Hey, what's up? This one's yours." I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the <laughs> fuck? He's like, what are you drinking, sweetheart? She's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm okay with the beer. He's like, no, 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 what are you drinking? I'm going to get you this. He would walk back, thinking everybody was sloshed, and he's like, everybody good? No, I'm going to get you a shot, I'm going to get you a shot. And we're like, and everybody's agreeing, like, okay, okay, like, if this motherfucker's paying, but then when you get the tab, you're like, ah, <laughs> this guy's good. He's Got real him. good. <laughs> but enough of that. Uh, today we got a really, really cool and fun show planned. We have, if you didn't already know, the Lord of South Miami himself. 
the one they call Uncle Scotchy. Ooh. We have the one and only Eric Garcia. Ow. There you go. You're welcome. It is an honor to be in your presence, my lord. <laughs> Thank you, my lord. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Enough <laughs> of that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What's up, brother? How you guys doing? Everything good, man. Thanks hey. for coming on. No problem. I like leaving my house on Sunday nights. Fucking. <laughs> 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 why it. not? Sundays I, are sacred. I text him. I'm like, uh, hey, man, can you come? Because we, we, tr- we were trying to do it last week, but then we had the, uh, the scheduling issue. So then he's like, hey, I can make it this Sunday. Like, all right, what do you drink, Jameson? He just sees it, Jameson. I'm so like, easy. but I was trying to like be subtle, like, hey, it's not like a, you know, I don't know if you follow us, but it's not that type of scene, right? Like, we drink heavily on the show. So he just said, Jameson. Yeah, I so love that he walked in. He was like, um, are you guys trying to be sponsored <laughs> by Jameson? Or like, what's <laughs> Which, going on? Well, yeah, but Jameson doesn't know it, but you know, they're yes. sponsoring the show. So <laughs> thanks a lot, Jameson. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I said, Ox is literally, ha- he's been on that mission now for a few months. I'll get it. <laughs> little by little. So, Eric, man, um, what we wanted to do today is kind of like go through your path of who you are, where you come from, and where you are today. And why I say the Lord of South Miami, for those that don't know, you're like a staple in South Miami, especially in the music scene. Mm-hmm. I know this personally because I have family that is very good friends with you, and I actually met you at a very young age, and I was just like mesmerized, like, holy shit. Like, these guys were all fucking like, in my mind, they were rock stars. So I met like all these guys at like the age of like fucking 10, 11. Yeah, look at us now, huh? And look at us now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> fucking tell me, dude. <laughs> nah, man, but you know, you like all the places you go, like all the staples in Miami, at one way or another, like the, the music for the music scene, you have some sort of connection to that place, right? Like, uh, like I was saying before the show, um, I remember like six years ago, I was fucking, we go to Bougainvilleas and we're hanging out there and fucking Eric's right there and he's fucking, not only is he booking shows, his fucking band is playing and then we see his band and it's fantastic. And I love I'm like, Boogies. Boogies has good music. Sometimes. 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 Yeah. sometimes <laughs> you know. After I left, I'm not responsible for the music. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, we, we talk about a lot of that on the show and, and you know, First of all, congratulations. Honestly, you probably roll your eyes, but you are somebody that's, at least in our eyes, somebody that's successful in the Miami music scene, which I don't know if saying that that's much in Miami. I think that's something that we're trying to revive again. Yeah, I've been hearing that we're reviving again for, for a long for time. For a long time. Yeah, it's been getting re-revived for a while. Um, I, I think it's cool. Uh, there's a lot to be desired. I mean, I learned a lot. I'm Miami. I'm third generation Miami, all right? And I left here with Kyle, my friend Kyle. We took a road trip, and uh, I moved to uh, San Diego for eight years in 94. And he went with me. We took, like, three weeks getting out there. He just went for the trip, and then he flew back. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's very Kyle. <laughs> and uh, um, So you made it, like, a road trip? You, you rode? Well, I was already going to move out there. My best friend. How uh, old were you at this time? I was 24. I moved out there. My, my buddy Bobby had a place right on the boardwalk, right on the beach. He's an actor. He's an act. He's a casting director, actor, writer. Now he's doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It was in that movie, Fifteen Minutes, with Robert De Niro. That's right. Wow, good job. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty good. <laughs> hey, like Tito. I'm pretty good. I love San Diego. Yeah, it's great. It's kind of like a lot like Miami was when I was a kid. It was kind of small. Everybody kind of knows everybody. And it's way nicer. Like people are so much nicer. Mm. 
Genuine. They, they They're are, more genuine. Like, yeah, but it's, I mean. I've never been, so. It's my favorite city. Oh, God. It's, it's great. I mean, I love it. I always thought I was going to die there. But I remember after five years I was there, my parents came out. My dad was walking down. Two days he's looking around. And he goes, Eric, the old Cuban guy, where they keep the black people? Everybody looks the same here. Everybody's blonde hair. What's what's going on? It's, it's the same, I love you know? your dad. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. He like look for two days before he said that. So what? You all of you moved back here then, or over here then? What? Oh no, they came out just to visit. Oh, okay. I was there. James okay. lived out there too. Did you guys live together, or or was that different? Times? Yeah, we lived. Well, I went out there actually before I moved there, and in, in that time, I tried to move out there once, but they had. A shitty little apartment in Claremont, and nobody had their shit together, and it was all just Vietnamese restaurants in the area. I couldn't get a job, and I just moved back. And then Bobby got that place on the beach, and a room opened up right on the beach for 350 bucks a month. Whoa. Can't and, beat that. And I mean, seriously, like, if I didn't have my window closed, I'd have had sand on my bed from <laughs> wow. that. It was just, you're looking at the boardwalk in the middle of everything. But the place was falling apart. That's why it was so cheap. And after Bobby moved out, I just lived with junkies. It was... Uh, it was musician junkies and bank robber junkies, and that's what I live with. <laughs> wow. Did you live by PB or no? I lived in Mission Beach, right okay. next to PB. So the the spot, if if it if I'm correct, it was the Green Flash. That's where everybody used to yeah, go that, to. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Which is now a Mexican place. Well, they always had Taco Tuesdays over there, so I don't know if it's. Well, the Green place. Flash is no more. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Now it's it's like this Mexican place, which you know what the Green Flash is right. Yeah, when the sun sat. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. You had a radio show. You could let people know. All right, there you yeah. go. <laughs> well, so let's practice. For those of you that don't know what the green flash is, is when the sun. Well, you're you're a fisherman. That goes. Go ahead. And correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> it, it's when it's the reflection of the sun setting, and it sets out this flash that turns green. Correct. Yeah, yeah. it's not all the time, but if it's super super yeah. clear, everybody just sits there and lines up on the boardwalk wall, and they wait, and then you just go down there, and it's going down, it's going down, it's going down, and you just see a little. They're like, was that it? Yeah, I think it was it. And everyone, yeah. then everybody goes home. The guy that's passing the beer, <laughs> grabbing the cure beer from the cooler. Fuck, I, I missed imagine. it. I've yeah, seen, I've much. seen something. I've seen, I've seen. I don't know about green, but I've seen something similar to that. Uh, watching the sunsets in Key West and being out open water uh, when the sun is setting and when there's no obstruction and it's super clear, like Eric says. But I can imagine in in, in California, that's the end of it. There, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, oh, yeah. The world is flat, so it's like right there. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's the same I mean, thing. So it's right there. <laughs> So, whatever the green flash so you were in but so prior to going to california though you you're you're a south miami kid like you went to school I was a south miami kid yeah like i went to well, i went to college in, in in santa cruz for a little bit and i messed that all up that was just a culture shock and then i came back that and i started really when i was in college is when i started playing harmonica when i really got into it and uh like hardcore that's all i wanted to do it was really annoying and then i moved back to miami and i moved in with my girlfriend at the time, and she had, she had a good job. She was 18, I was 18, and she had a really good job. So I moved in with her. She had one rule, no practicing harmonica when she's home. <laughs> I was not allowed to play when she's home. Oh, boy. And we used to get in fights. I'd be like, I'd be like one day I'm going to play on a stage in front of people. You gave, her, you gave, her, me. You gave her the movie speech? You gave yeah, her the movie yeah. speech? One day, yeah. And I'm going to make it. This. Never, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Totally. <laughs> but, but were you I mean, like, to her credit, I was really annoying. I played all the time. Didn't matter what key I was in. I would play on top of the radio, even with the wrong key. I didn't know. Rant, 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 rant. All day. I mean, that <laughs> didn't you know? That's great. Did you, but were you always like a, 
taking it back a little bit, like in high school, you, what high school did you go to? South Atlanta. Gulliver. Gull- you went to Gulliver. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at you. We yeah, have look at me. an intellectual in yeah. the room. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Were you into like? Were you like a jock, or were you always like into I the was music a tennis arts? Player. You were a ten. See, I'm like, damn it! What? You talk about? Great. I thought I had onion. I thought I had layers <laughs> in an onion. Damn, buddy! Listen. I went to. That's why I went to Santa Cruz. I got. I got recruited to go play there. Uh, to tennis there. I was like top, like forty in the in the state. And uh, this was pre tattoos, pre everything. So you were clean. Pre me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went to church. Every well, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm a juvin. All right. You're, oh, you're a juvin. I'm a juvin. <laughs> my 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 father came over here and he with nothing. Right, he was like a bookbinder. That all those old school stories, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. My mom was a little Jewish girl from Miami. Right, they got together. So he was a car salesman, and he worked really hard. He was really good at it. So he wanted the best for me. I was the only child, and so he wants me to be around the right people. So thinking like an old Cuban man, he started playing tennis. He got into tennis. He saw all these other people that Prominent were well people. off with tennis. And he says. He'd pay for me, and he would, he would bribe me with comic books when I was a little kid to go play tennis. <laughs> nice. And Amazing. he would take me, and then that's why like, any, uh, he spent all his money. He wanted me to go to Gulliver. He wanted me to go to get the best education That's a good dad, that's a, that's, yeah. a, that's a great dad. Yeah. So, Kudos to your dad for that, Exactly, man. exactly. It's his birthday tomorrow. So. Oh, shit. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Pop. Nice. Let's take a shot for him. Yes. Yeah, well, definitely. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, that's what happened with that. So I was a Miami kid growing up, and then I, was a ba- I used to play bass with Bart. Remember Bart? Bart. Well, he's very, very successful now with that, yes. with the diet patches and yeah, shit. Yeah, all that stuff. So, and what's yeah. his wife's name? Indira. Indira, yes, Indira? yes, the great Indira. The great and Indira. they live on the uh, the west coast somewhere. And um, he's he, got a big piece of land with a like a with a track because Bart likes to race. Yeah, he's teaching his son how to race cars and motorcycles. He's doing great. Were you into all that stuff too growing up? Just because I was with, with Bart, I yeah. was. We used to go and just get into trouble. We just just ride. We used to just make tracks and stuff like yeah i see so a lot i'm of sorry to cre- I, so you're an only child yeah tell me about that what's that like is that weird do you feel Not like for different me. Because awesome. you're a, i get all the christmas presents i'm one, right? I'm one of three <laughs> i'm the youngest and i'm one of three i'm also the only girl and I have two weird? older brothers is that weird i'm like a princess and it's a fantastic uh, is what it is so uh, like is i don't know what is it like it's for like you have to figure out everything for yourself i see yeah especially so when you your parents are more independent my, yeah my parents are a little bit older too so they, there was a definite gap. So there's a lot of stuff I had to figure out by myself. And I keep things to myself. I didn't really share a lot with them. So I always had to figure everything out for myself. So you kind of like a loner, like as a person? No, or? this no. guy was not a loner. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, in, in a sense, yeah. But in a sense, you know, I made friends. I, I got in with the right people. All my friends went to Gables. Yeah. Those are the people uh. hung out. I didn't like the people that went to Gulliver. And I didn't like other people that played tennis either. That was a problem. <laughs> Camera so. guy Jose played tennis. Oh. Camera yeah. guy. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he the keeps f- telling me this play some tennis. I'm like, oh, how I played just- badminton for three years. How it's are not we? Tennis, but how are we in like episode ten with Jose the camera guy, and we're just finding out Talk now? About layers, <laughs> he's yeah, that's a layer. Super right tennis there. guy. So mysterious. <laughs> Yo, can I ask you a question? Because we're gonna we're gonna pan over to Eric here in a second. But now that we're on the topic of Jose the camera guy, what uh, can you just break down your attire? No, don't don't look at anybody else. Look at me because I'm talking to you. Can we break down your attire for tennis playing? Was it like a nice little Lacoste <laughs> polo and the little white shorty shorts? He likes polo You didn't wear shirts. the chill the fuck out shirt for tennis matches? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the tennis Basketball <laughs> This guy's wearing the real jo- long ones. He's one wearing Jordans on a <laughs> tripping all over the place, huh? That, that's so accurate. <laughs> well, but like, what, what was that tennis uh, player that was like the bad man of tennis? Uh, 
He Kim- was in Mr. Deeds. Yeah, um, he was in Mr. Deeds. What's his name? Ru- uh, no, Ru- uh, Ross Montana. No. Damn, what's his name? Fuck. Uh, John McEnroe. Johnny McEnroe. Some old shit. Yeah. That's yeah. the bad. That's the can bad I ask boy. you? Can I ask you how old you are? If you don't mind me asking. I'm gonna be 50 on election day. Shut Whoa. the fuck yeah. up, dude. Yeah. You look great. Nice. I look older than you. Yeah, it says I've a lot about been, me. I've never been older than I am right now, man. <laughs> older than I've ever been. So, so you're in. I'm trying to paint the picture here. You're in South Miami. You're a Juban. Mm-hmm. I, I could say that because you, you opened the door. Yeah. He said it uh, first. He said it rules. first. That's the rule. That's the rule. So you're a Juban in South Miami. You go to Gulliver. How do you start meeting all these interesting characters that I know that you know? How do, like, just through the neighborhood? You guys would Because I hung out with. I hung out with just Gable's kids, and I didn't, you know, my lifestyle, we used to, you know, I was down with going, hang out at Hidden Lake and watching bands and stuff like that and getting into trouble. And, you know, uh, I was an only child, so I was just trying to find my own way. And, I, you know, I made friends with the more interesting people. Nice. I mean, I for like lack that. of a better word, I guess interesting would be the word. Yeah, you know? yeah. I like that. So in, in, in that, in that uh, time of your life when you were trying to search for yourself and hanging out and Hidden Lake and music and all that stuff, where, where is it that you found that, I guess, that little thing inside of you said, man, this is, this is kind of what I want to do? Or I, I wanted to be a writer. I always wanted to be a writer. Okay. I was writing from early, and that was my thing. And I, I, I wanted to be, that's what I wanted to do. So when I went off to, to, to college, that's, that's what I wanted to do. It, everything kind of turned I don't know when it turned, to be honest. Um, I came back. I started teaching tennis because um, it was better. Uh, you know, I, was, I started waiting tables, and then my dad's like, you're, you're a fucking idiot. You can make you know, $70 an hour teaching tennis. What are you doing? So I wound up working at the Ocean Reef Club, okay. places like that, teaching down in Key Largo. And, uh, but I was just I – th- I think I found myself a lot more. Uh, well, I kept playing harmonica when I started when I was 17. I really, really got into that. And I would just go check out bands. I would go sneak into Tobacco Road. And then uh, there was, my favorite band was a band called the Fleet Starbuck Blues Band. There was a shithole called the Tiger Tail Lounge in the Grove all the way down in Tiger Tail. And it was like just dock rats that would hang out there, just drunks. It was horrible. And I would go. It sounds like a great time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? I used to go there with Bart every like Tuesday. We smelled like cigarettes and alcohol the next sounds day. Like it was horrible. <laughs> and we're underage. Nobody cared, you know. And then he gave me my first harmonica lesson. He told me how to like play like the train, you know, that kind of a thing. And so then when I moved to San Diego at this place, next thing I know, my roommate is the lead singer guitar player for the number one band like in San Diego. Three, four, five hundred people would show up whenever they played. Nice. And I kind of stumbled into that whole that whole world and, and, and it got me a lot better because they were like this crazy fusion, almost like a Zappa band. <sighs> and um and I was, I started managing this little, this little shithole called the Dog. It was a little uh, uh, beer and wine joint, and only held seventy people. I told them, I'm like, I'm like Jimmy, do me a favor, man. Can you guys come play? Like, just charge at the door, five bucks at the door, come in, take the pool tables out to make room. Okay. We did, and they played, and which obviously it was packed, but they had a really good time because they were used to playing these just these big gigs. And then they're like, can we do it again? I'm like, yeah. And they did it again. And then all these other big bands were like, it turned into like the cool thing to play my little shithole. <laughs> so all the, the, you know, and, and I also kind of had cred because I played with them also. So people looked at me yeah. as, as if not, cause there's always like with the bands and booking people, there's like this whole distrust. And I kind of bridged that gap because they yeah, knew like, I was best friends with Jimmy. Where, yeah. right. It was cool. 
So then, all, then all those these clubs started being like, "Who's this fucking kid that's booking?" I know how much this band gets, and they can't make that playing this little shithole. And um, so I started getting poached by the big clubs. Next thing I know, I'm like 25, 26, and I'm booking two of the biggest clubs in San Diego, running around. That kind of is how I fell into the whole booking ele- element of the whole thing, oh, not cool. not the arti- artistic part. So. Funny you say that oh. because um, just to to veer off a little bit. <clears throat> Ox was telling me the other day because I'm I'm really big into we're really big into uh like looking at documentaries and stuff and Steve Aoki for example mm-hmm. the big D- the DJ you're familiar with who he is mm-hmm. he had this place in LA that they would play it at an apartment right and they called it the Pickle Patch and dude huge bands like Jimmy World and all these people I would come and it's an apartment where you, what twenty people could fit, and it would just become a thing right but those shitholes are the ones that give, like, the best energy. And th- I think that's where, like, real talent will show up because it's, like, something different. It's something like, hey, fuck it. Let, let's go ahead and do like this. Like revolution. And, 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 and yeah, exactly. And it kind of, like, energizes Well, imagine imagine shit. revolution, but even a, a quarter of the size because you're just bringing in a, a well-known band because at the time that, just touching on what Danny said about the documentary, you got this uh jimmy world was pretty big it, was, it wasn't sh- super huge but they were pretty big and you're coming in and playing in a, an apartment for whatever it was 50 people and I, I i think that i mean and i think you can attest and also you eric uh, as a musician that when you when you get into a super intimate setting that you know you're really rocking out and the whole entire place is vibing off of you it's got to be just a just a yeah it's crazy especially when people like right on you that's yeah. how kind of bo- boogies was back in the day like boogies, when it was yeah. people would be right up on top of you and that shitty floor you feel it moving <laughs> yeah. around yeah. you know and when people are getting like that and uh but for the most part like bands when they play situations like that i've had a lot of experience bringing in or making it work with bigger bands and in, in, in smaller areas or things that they're not usually used to it's usually it's a respect thing make them feel good give them like it's, it's not even money it's uh bill graham used to do this back in the day the guy that started the fillmore and all that stuff he would take care of the artists really well and they would play for cheaper like Janis Joplin, when she was getting big, mm. when she would come in town, he would paint her dressing room the certain shade of pink that she really liked just for that night. That's and she, you know, so it, and that's all that. it took. And then they would, re- and they would repaint it, would you know, when she when she was gone. And that's wow. that. he'd take care of them, like Man. little things. Give give them a little weed, Amazing. buy them some pizza. There's always you know the the, the clubs are always trying to Amazing. nickel and dime the bands. And right. that's it's a respect thing, and these people. They're musicians. They have egos. Appeal to their ego, and you're going to get the best out of them, and then they'll perform the best for you too. Yeah. So that's just the that's been kind of the mantra that has gotten me not rich or anything like that, but I mean, uh, it's kept me working and bringing bands to Miami that have no business really coming to Miami. To be that's honest, cool. and we're going to get into that later. Yeah. But okay, wait. I, I sorry to like cut, sorry to cut you off. So wait, do you do, are you musician? You're a musician. Yeah. But yeah. how did you get into that? that? Yeah. Are you okay? Okay, so but, but so that's what I was trying to get at. So you go to Sandy, but so you go to Gulliver. You're playing tennis. You're hanging out with all these guys in the neighborhood. You kind of get introduced to all this music. Did you start playing guitar? Did you pick up anything prior to leaving to just San Diego? Bass. I was just me and Bart would try to play Metallica together. He played guitar, and mm-hmm. I was just playing rock bass. on Metallica. Huh? I love Metallica. Exactly, especially early. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, but then I just really got into the harmonica. I kept playing harmonica, harmonica. And I kept how, trying to sit in with everybody. And uh-huh. how how how? Why the harm? Like, dude, I that's was crazy. I was sitting right? in. I was actually. I'm putting it. I'm doing the storyteller thing. I was actually thinking about it the other day. I had a roommate in Santa Cruz. He hated me. He was like really serious about <laughs> life, and um, 
<laughs> and I was just. Is this one of the crackhead I'm junkies freaking, that were living? No, no, no. This is, this is in college. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, uh, I'm 17. I'm like, I'm, the leash is off. Like, I've been, you know, playing tennis and in Gulliver and stuff like that. Now I'm three time zones away. Nobody can tell me what to do. Yeah. What? And there's Santa Cruz. It's like this beautiful, uh, like, 500-acre redwood forest overlooking the beach. All the ideas are different. The drugs are different. I'm taking acid all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, as much acid as I could take. It was just my thing. Amazing. I was like, oh, this is the best. And um, it's class. What are they going to do? What are they going to kill me if I take, you know, uh, what's another, you know, trip? And so Dennis was this big black guy who was on the rugby team. And uh, it got me into rugby, actually. I started playing rugby. I quit the tennis team, lost my partial scholarship. Oh, Lord. Imagine my parents. Your dad wanted fuck, to kill you. Oh, after the, all the lessons and the, <laughs> everything. Hey, Dad, tennis is an elitist sport, is what I told him. No, an elitist sport. Oh, my God. I, I'm playing rugby now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mijo! <laughs> and then the other thing, that guy that guy changed my life. I wish I could find him again. He fucking hated me. And then one day we're hanging out on a Saturday in my room, and I'm just zoinked on acid. I come in. He has a record player. He puts on Hard Again by Muddy Waters, a record. And I hear, like, what the fuck is that? He's like, what? I'm like, that. He's like, that's harmonica. I'm like, I never heard a harmonica sound like that. And he's like, yeah, that's James Cotton. He's great. Oh, and that's all I wanted to do. I just if I can make that sound, I'll be happy. Wait, did that's, you achieve it? That's all I wanted. You're close to no, it. No, but bro. you're always chasing. Because yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the thing. Because all musicians hear somebody and they're like, oh, if I could only play that one riff. Yeah, and then I, they learn it. I but you're chasing, and then there's another riff. Then there's another riff. It's never enough, and you never really play it right. I see you brought your harmonica. No. I want to hear it by request. By request. Am I jumping to a head? You're jumping to a head. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. Is that the only harmonica you play? Because I know some. You have like a whole suitcase full of harmonicas. You you played one with a little, I don't know what it's called. No, 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 it's a chromatic. It's different. The one that you pull and. It's, It's a slide whistle. No, that's different. No, not a slide whistle. It's a skin flute. Am I, <laughs> am I mistaken about it that the harmonica is. No, it's a chromatic. It's different. Okay. This is it's called a diatonic. It's got 10 holes. It's a diatonic. Now, these are in different keys. And basically, when I play, I have a box with all the different keys. And some on high and some are low octave also. Um, there's general scales that you can play on here. There's a basic way. There's different positions that you play on there. And the better you are, the more you can actually do with it. Used to be a very limiting instrument, and then there's been a lot of progress. And you can actually find all the notes on this thing. You don't have to play chromatic because the only person I've ever heard, really, for the most part, that plays a chromatic with soul is Stevie Wonder. Everybody else, it sounds really. It's just, it's the chromatic is very. That's what I sound like with the Crackle Barrel one that I bought. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, I got a bunch of these, but we're you know I'm just doing a little riffing thing here, so I just brought one. Normally, all right, cool. Yeah, there's a whole thing. I have an amp. I've got pedals. All it's like a guitar. Jesus, Mary. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. I'm telling you. He, so, had, he even has the neck thing. I asked him the little well, neck that, holder. That's for the one man band. That's different. The Dick yeah. Van Dyke thing. The Mary Poppins thing. Yeah, the one man band. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what Uncle Scotchy like is. That's Uncle Scotchy's the one man band. But like, you, I'm sorry. It blows my mind. You sit here. I know a little bit of your history. I know the people you hung out with. These guys at that time. What I'm envisioning right now. And please correct me. Everybody's long hair, fucking fast cars, guitars. Everybody's playing, and then you show up and like, hey, I'm playing harmonica. Like, does how I does that? It was cool. I, I get it, but they're playing like um, hard 90s rock, nineties music. Yeah. music, right? Like, you guys knew uh, the bass player, I believe, to Matchbox Twenty, Brian Yale. Yeah. You guys fucking, you, you guys hung out with all these people. That that takes some fucking 
brass on you. Like, you know what, bro? I want to fucking pick Dude, this I up. didn't care. Let's jam. Did I not tell you I was banned from playing this in my girlfriend's I'm apartment? Telling you. I did yeah, not yeah. give a shit. I had no self-awareness. I just just played, and I just wanted to put... But, I mean, I would study. I, I got... Oh. Eventually, I got better. So that by the time I moved to California, I was pretty good. I was okay. And then all my roommates were junkies, so I wasn't into that. So I would just go out and try to sit in with just every band in the world. And then I finally got into my own band. Like, I got as a paid member of a band. And... um just this really dif- dysfunctional band. Um, I talk about it in one of my stories. The funniest, the only thing of note, the keyboard player. What was the name of the band? The Lisa Diaz band. She was a very attractive, uh, young, uh, 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 she was uh, alcoholic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, she was a mess, you but she had a good voice. But we, 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 had a, we, had a, we had a keyboard player named Al. He was this big, beautiful man. He was like 6'6", always smiling, blonde, strong as an ox. Throw a football as far as anything. He got killed by a sea turtle, I just found out a couple of years what? ago. Yes. How do you get killed by a sea turtle? He was a marine biologist. He was tagging them, and his hand got caught on the tag, and it got scooped, and it spooked, and it drowned. took him down, and he drowned him. You remember I told you guys what my spirit animal was? Oh, a my, sea yes, turtle. There you go. They're killers. Those fucking sea turtles. <laughs> Watch true, out. Keep you. on playing around. Keep, play games. <laughs> you know? They're murderers. Play games. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna drown. Everybody. Everybody's going shark, down. Ox. So, you fucking... You're in San Diego I'm now. <laughs> You're playing. Yeah. You get into this Lisa Diaz band, right? Do you guys tour? Did well, you ever have a touring experience? Well, we, were, we, we were supposed to go on a two-month tour backing up all these people. And she was such a drunk. And she was, and she was banging the like, acoustic guitar player MD of the band named Boyd. And they were fighting all the time because she used to have like, this other guy that she was having sex with sit in with the band. And it was sounds, a mess. Sounds, like, an all the sounds time. like a story of Fleetwood Mac. It was all the time. You kind of, right? <laughs> <laughs> like lower budget, much lower budget. <laughs> and she was, and, and we were celebrated about to go on this tour. We had the tour bus and everything. We're about to take off. And uh, we're, they were going home drunk. They got another fight. Boyd was driving. She tried to get out of his Jeep while he was driving. And he went to get her. And the Jeep hit the side. This hubcap on the Jeep. Split her face open. Jesus, Jesus Christ! And then, yeah. Well, there yeah, goes the tour. Yeah, there, there goes, goes the tour. There and goes then we, started, we eventually started playing again, but it was just sad. Like she had the scar, makeup. Uh, We'd start a song. She's like, "No, I don't want to do that one. I don't want to do that one." You know, it was that. It was sad. Wow. But then something happened to me Stars while I was playing with them that made me a lot better. I uh, I had a motorcycle and a skateboard. Those were my only means of transportation. I got in a horrible accident. This lady pulled out in front of me when I was going like like 40, 45 miles an hour. I flew, and I was, I had broke both my legs. Yeah. And at the time, and then that place upstairs that I was living on the beach, one guy moved to L.A. and took all the furniture. When I, and then the other guy, the musician, he was on tour. And then the bank robber had just bought, robbed the <laughs> bank, and he was, went to Mexico to just do drugs and serve until the money th- ran out. Wait, whoa, whoa, time out, time You can't just, you, you yeah, can't just pass you, by yeah, that. Yeah, you just yeah, can't yeah, skip yeah. over that. I yeah, thought what it was is? me. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, they're bank robber. Wait, like, we, we know that wait, guy. Yeah. What? Tim, yeah. right? Tim? Oh, how's he doing? Nate. <laughs> Nate. 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 <laughs> so, of course his name would be Nate. <laughs> and that's not Nate down here, Nate. No, no, no. Because there's California Nate. No, 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 Nate. No, there's different Nate. Yeah, yeah, this Nate, yeah. I had a couple. There's two. There's Sean and there's Nate, and they would just do the same thing that the, the the newspaper thought they were the same guy. They called him the skateboard bandit, and he would just wear a hat, and they were going on Friday, and they had the same fucking note. They used the same note. They shared the note. Like, you can't 
make your own note. <laughs> have a little originality, you know? And it was just, you know. I would, I would be like, take your pants off. Give me everything in the safe. Like, fuck them up a little bit, you know? <laughs> no, no, there's no, they're very direct. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a robbery. Uh, empty the, the, the drawer. Uh, I have a gun. They didn't have a gun. Um, you have 30 seconds. And then they would get on the skateboard, and they would go two blocks to a car, and then they would drive away, and then they would just go to Mexico and surf and do drugs till the money ran out, and then come back and do it again. Sounds like Point Break. Very Point Break. It was around <laughs> the same time. It was the same They thing. were inspired exactly. by Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Or maybe the movie was. I don't yeah. remember exactly the timeline. So but these guys lived with you? Oh, yeah. And, you and they were just whapping up all the time. I, was, I called the sheriffs of Nottingham. I would come home, and they're just... Nod out, nodding out. Fucking on heroin, because heroin yeah, was like super big. It's big over there, yeah. It was huge over there. I was like, what the there. fuck are you guys doing? That's gross. I'm going to go surf. I'm going to go do shit, you know? I didn't do and that. did it ever occur to you, like, dude, I got to fucking get out. Like, what the fuck are these guys doing here? No, oh, well, I was living up. They're great roommates, actually. They're very, like, schedule-oriented. <laughs> <laughs> they get up. I'm going to rob a bank at 9. No, no, they get up. And, no, no, nothing happens at 9. But they would get together. <laughs> nothing they, happens no, at 9. No, they would go to the dope man at 9. They would all get together. They would get their money together. And then and they had this little bit of excitement in the house. And then they would go to, like, Carl's Jr. drive through to meet the dope man. And then you know, come back. And then there was always a trip, usually to a liquor store, to get, like, sweets. There was always sweets and uh, candy, very cheap Twinkies and whatever. And then they're nodding off. That's it. And then bank robber would show up. Hey, here you go, chief. Give me like three months rent. Take off to Mexico. Cool. Thanks, and he's buddy. Gone. What? All right. And you roommate. found all this out after. Oh, I knew. Well, no, that pissed me off because he robbed my bank. <laughs> and he fucking guy gave me cash from my bank and then took off to Mexico that he robbed. I redeposited it in the Wells Fargo. And they're like, oh, thank, they thank you. They did not know. They're like, thank you. We've been looking for this. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. I'm all, here we go. Fucking. And, and so. You're lucky, man. Yeah, I know. You could have gone into some deep shit. I know. And so anyway, so I'm crawling up you the stairs. All the, up. all the furniture is gone. And I had one good thing going on for me. I had a girlfriend at the time. She's a professional tennis player. This Irish girl, oh, jet black uh, hair, crystal blue eyes. She's beautiful. How'd you pick her up? Julie Playing McEwen. tennis? Um, when I first moved to San Diego for like the first month, I got a job teaching tennis. And then I, that didn't work out. That I started bartending. But from that. So she was playing the tour in Europe. And she calls. I'm like, she's supposed to come back the next week. Julie, thank God, baby, you're coming back. I, oh, what happened? She's like, I, I met a guy in Spain, and I'm not, I'm not coming back. Oh, oh, damn God. it. The guy took the furniture. No. The bank robbers went to Mexico. And, I'm sitting and Julie's them. staying in Spain. They dropped me off without a wheelchair at first. Oh, so, and you, had, you had broke a legs. Yes. And, <laughs> and with crutches. So I was like Eddie Murphy with training places. I had a skateboard on my butt. And I'm there. And then she tells me this shit. Like three days later, I get my wheelchair. I'm like, what the fuck? And there's nobody there. And I'm like, and then all I have is this, all these pills they gave me. So I could go one way or the other. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no. and I knew all the skate kids for a while. Like the door was always open. Everybody knew there's just wetsuits everywhere. And then just people come up and I just traded all the pills for just weed and food. And, <laughs> and, You're survivalist. All, and, and all I did was just play harmonica all day. Amazing. Play harmonica, harmonica, harmonica. And this time it wasn't like that fun kind of harmonica. Like when I lived with my ex-girlfriend. I kind of had something to say and I just kept yeah. playing. That was my only thing. It wasn't really internet. So you were well-rounded. I was very wounded. Thank you. And, um, yeah, I was wounded, but 
I started playing with that Lisa Diaz band. I got a lady like you read about, like in this fucking wheelchair. They would put me up on the stage all night long. <laughs> and at night, I swear to God, I'd be just, just getting wheeled home. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> it was nuts. It was a nuts time. And who are your weird. inspirations now? Like, who would you listen to? Who are your guys that you would fucking, fuck, I'm going to go play their record or their A-track at the time? Who I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> H, come on. Dude. What is this in black and white, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what would you listen to? I would listen to, I mean, a lot of the, the, the main guys. I, I The thing is, the problem is I got really kind of um, traditional blues. Are you into bluegrass and shit? No. And um, I'm not. And then, or traditional blues actually turned me off a lot too because these guys I was playing with, the other junkie with the, the, the band that was great, they used to laugh at me because, I mean, I, just like this basic-ass shit, basic-ass instrument. But then I had to learn how to play more complicated music. So I would, I would listen to a lot of saxophone players. So, like, if you really I quick, what's, like, basic? If you can hit me sense. with something basic would, so, so people can get an understanding, like, what's a basic thing that you would play and be, people would be turned off by? Like, well, that would be turned off. It depends on what you dig, man. Yeah. But, I mean, there's just, like, this... It's like that old kind of done there. Like, like blues hasn't evolved in a long time, and it makes it like it's yeah. the old people music, and that's why, you know, those da-da-da-da-da, yeah. all that uh, stuff, uh, it would piss me off because you could do a lot more with the instrument. You can comp, and you could do a lot of stuff with it. Um, <laughs> so I got a lot better from that time. They got me a, a, a lot better, and then, and then when I came back to Miami, how old are you? Uh, in 02, I moved back. My mom got diagnosed with Alzheimer's, early onset Alzheimer's. So okay. I knew I had to move. I'm the only child, so. Yeah, of course. Yes. I wish I could, like, rent a brother or sister so to send back. I'm, I'm telling you so <laughs> yeah. hard. Rent yeah. a brother or sister. Yeah, I wanted to. So I had to come back. And then I got into this band called King Bee that was really good. They were kind of like a, they were rock, but they were, they were very progressive, and they were good. And then I started my own band. And Oh, then I had to start singing, which just scared the shit out of yeah, me. Do you play any other instruments? Or is it harm- you well, you now, play- yeah, I play everything now. I, I uh, play guitar. I have a one. Uncle Scotchy's a one-man band. I play Correct. guitar, harmonica. I sit on a cajon. I play that with my right foot. Oh, and then with my wow. left foot, I play the snare drum. And then sometimes a hi-hat and a crash, too. And it's, it's uh, all. I, I remember seeing oh, the first oh. time I ever saw a one-man band. I went to, I, I was telling uh, my girlfriend the story. I, I took a, I blasted away for a day uh, on my motorcycle and I went to like, whatever the first town is off of 27. I can't remember what it is. I, I think it's. Ocala? Uh, no, way before that. Port St. Lucie or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> and I saw, I don't know, like a, like a tiki bar. So I went in and I was just clearing my mind and I went up and I started drinking there. And, and I, I never seen that before in my life. I mean, I've seen it on TV and little things here and there, but man, this guy was a one man band up there. Talking about Ben Prestige, he had a beard and he was great, wasn't he? Yes. Ben that, Prestige, he's a friend of mine. That's oh the my guy. God, that's yeah. the guy. He's the one that inspired me to be a one man band. That's, oh I God. saw him up there in uh, whatever it was, uh, yeah, Port St. Louis. He lives, he lives up around there. Clouston or whatever it is, right there on the oh. water. Yeah. And this guy's there. The great, he was doing like the songs that you would never think anybody can do by themselves. And this guy was like, bam, 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 bam. I was Playing like, everything. I was just drinking, and mind you, by myself, in a place that I'd never been to my life by myself on a that motorcycle, getting great. fucking shit-faced. Bah, 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 this guy's, I'm looking Dude, at we all know each other. Well, we all know each All the one-man bands, we fucking know each other. That's awesome. Wow. We all get together sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He's great. I used to have Dude. him at Bougainville. I used to have him at Bougainvilleas. That guy was awesome. I, 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 the, my first experience with a one-man band was at Log Me Up. I love that place. L- you, are you familiar with Log Me Up? Of course, up? I play it all the time. All right, so there's this kid that came down from Kansas. 
I have his CD. I know him. Um, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Young yeah. kid, blonde kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bald. Wow, they really bald. do all yeah, yeah. know each so, other. And this kid was a. And I got him a gig. That g- <laughs> this was about, I think, I this a is few months va- ago. This is February, <laughs> Valentine's. Yeah. yeah, it was right before the shutdown. This is when I took my wife. Aww, I took my wife there. Remember that? Yeah, I, I remember talked you about it. And dude, he's there playing. If you, you tell me the name of his group, yeah, I took my wife. If you tell me the name, his name is Buddy. Brist- oh, God damn. I have his CD Buster, in my house. But, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, have I know, CD. I know. We've hung out, dude. And You're he's so there, cute. and so I go in there with my wife, and that's like, unfortunately, like, well, unfortunate for me. My wife is one that sh- live music's around, like, she's in, like, we're good. Awesome. It's <laughs> not like when there's a guy and you you take your girl Brody. out, and there's Brody's a, his name. Brody is yeah. his fucking name. Yes. Yeah. It's not like I we get lost in the TV and then the, the date goes to shit. The date just went so much better because then we got seats and then i fucking went outside and we, i bought him a beer and my wife came out and we were just shooting the shit i was in kansas and you know you could tell this guy has some a real interesting story yeah he did yeah he and does. uh he told me that he was a fucking you know an addict at one point and yes. recovering and but dude when he got on there dude he didn't he's a fucking metronome and with the fucking kid, and he's a great harmonica player he too. Pl- yeah he what he did was i don't know Your if this people. is normal he put the kick the, the pedal of the kick onto a snare. Mm-hmm. And he... That, yes, I do. Uh, yeah. bro, it, and I'm watching this. I play the drums, and I'm like, holy fuck, what am I watching right now? This guy's not human. So it says a lot about guys that can go ahead and do that, you know? And it says we have a lot of spare time is what it says. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, you guys are talented, That's all dude. it. So you came back to Miami. Mm-hmm. You were in that band. Um, and then, again, to... You also can play like with live bands because I've seen him play with my stepfather's band, and they're like a fucking your typical '90s hard rock band. What do you play in that instance? Like, what are you playing? Like the guitar? The harmonica? Or? No, just harmonica. Oh, I, it was Normally, it, yeah. it was crazy, and I yeah. was like fucking 12, 13 no. years okay, old. Okay, no, I have to hear. Play me something, please. Play for me. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Me, me, me. Me, me, I can't take it anymore. It doesn't. Whoa! Holy <laughs> shit! Wow! I, I, I just came in my pants, bro. I feel like I've that's on you. It was so simple. That was amazing. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> hey, how about this? Then you hang out our. Theme song is harmonica and yes, like Roseanne. Like the, no, like the, the show. like the Dave Chappelle show. Oh. show. Yeah, because Dave Dave Chappelle has that harmonica friend yeah. Frederick Yonet, the French dude. That's, That's the one name. at the beginning. That's his name. Yeah. Well, the guy he's always hanging out with. He always has this harmonica player, this like mulatto, uh, like cappuccino. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's sitting there on the on That's the chair. That's like his buddy. Yeah, that's his buddy, isn't he? he has that. You, you, so you know that guy too? No, I've heard oh. him. No, I don't know that guy. Oh, yeah. The only, I know the who only he is. harmonica intro I can think of is Roseanne. Right, oh, Jesus. Weird. That's yeah, a little bit. I know, I know, I know. All right, so Are you judging me. I oh. want to. <laughs> no, his source of Mary Poppins. Are you kidding me? What the fuck? Okay, <laughs> Mary Poppins. It's a different type, dude. <laughs> this one. So you're. I just you. You said earlier that you're a writer. You've always wanted to be a writer. Yeah. Um, I know you do storytelling time at Barnancy's and stuff like that. But and he wrote poetry in high school. 
Because we were talking about Dito saying that he remembered you wrote yeah, poetry. Yeah, Dito said I won a poetry contest. Do you do you write music for other people? Part this is a like kind of like a multi part question. Just because if not, Danny will keep on talking and I can't get one in. Uh, do you write music like lyrics for other writer? I mean, for no, other musicians and stuff else. like that. No, but for, I mean, I wrote that. That's I think that's been the difference. I think what I think makes my band now Juke and then Uncle Scotchy cool is. Blues is just the same shit. I waited for my baby at the train station. Right, I never yeah. waited for my baby at the train station. I don't know about that. So you can write about things that mean something to you now. You can give blues cool lyrics yeah. that mean something. I wrote, like, my favorite song is a song I wrote about my mother's Alzheimer's. called Sandy's song. And it's, it's just a straight good song. And so that that's what I mean about, like, Really, the pink seagrams? It's time for that now. It matches. That's where we're at in life. It matches your hair. That's you where we're at that? in life. First of all, my hair is purple. Wow. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, so, as a writer, that that's that's how that kind of. Um, thanks for making that connection because it's actually kind of important that uh, just being able to just play the harmonica or instruments and stuff like that, but putting that together with 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 real lyrics is is what kind of makes the music evolve and that's right that's what that's what excites me more about going <laughs> yeah because it makes her happy that's for sure because i'm I, hey i'm happy if, you, if you're over here you see how happy i was because i was wondering how does how does a writer express himself so fully through a harmonica and it's and obviously you have a band now, so it's expanding. So that's why I had asked you that question because it's it's pretty, it's pretty. That, that, that's I've always been fascinated. It's a different muscle. It's a different vehicle. It's it's my a lot of times, especially uh, most people that play any instrument, start thinking they sound the same, and they're like, oh god, you know, I wish I could sound you know like somebody else. You know, I sound I keep playing the same riff over and over again. You got to realize. Listen to fucking Miles Davis. Listen that to guy's Monk. the best, bro. I know. That's but, my favorite. But you'll hear his signature lick all the time. You yeah. have to be not afraid to play your lick all the time and sound like you. And then it's the same thing. It's just without words. But I play the same damn licks all the time. But it's kind of fun. Sometimes I'm better at it. Sometimes I'm not. But it, it's just a way of complimenting the words and filling in the gaps. Instead of boring people and just talking all the time, I can... It's awesome, man. It gets me every time. <laughs> it's awesome. Seagram's was a terrible choice. You're not wrong. No, it was great. It was great. It's, it's all matching and everything. Like, eh. I've always you been just fascinated. You got up like you had something so fucking important to do, and you come back with this shit. A drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, it's like I need matching to refill. This is empty. <laughs> I've always been fascinated by the people who can express themselves. Let me get themselves. something that matches my hair. Yeah. Well, Diva's good with that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I've always been fascinated with people who can express themselves, however it may be. Um, writers, for some reason, fascinate me. Although I'm not a big reader, uh, me writer, either. writers <laughs> fascinate me. Uh, people who can come up with uh, that write songs and and are able to. That's why I think we loved uh, Alexa Lash so much because mm-hmm. you have these writers that pour so out their feelings and are able to compress it into this into this song and 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 actually touches you. Um, people who write books and all that kind of stuff, writer. yeah, man. Um, so kudos that you can that you can do that, that you have that talent, and then you can put it into a harmonica or whatever instrument you're playing or through the band. So well, people like Alexa, hopefully she's listening. She says she would. Um, 
I've heard some of her stuff and just people like that inspire me because it's really easy when you've been doing this for a long time to get super cynical. Nobody cares. There's so many gigs you're just playing. I mean, the guys in my bands are all monsters. Like I always say, if I'm your band now is Juke. Yeah. And if I'm not the worst musician in the band, there's a fucking problem. Everybody has to be a monster from top down. My bass player is just the best. Not only one of the bass players I've ever, like, you know, played with, but heard. He's ridiculous. And um, you get really cynical after a while because you play show after show and people don't care, especially playing in Miami. This is not the market. For yeah, absolutely. We talk about know it all the time. I know this. You, yeah. would think it, it, you would think it is, though. Like, no, considering no, how many people are Everybody wants to hear the tiki music. The music and and the, like, air quotes, the art. Yeah, everybody the but everybody wants to hear the tiki tiki music or the reggaeton. Which, which shouldn't or, be a problem, though, because... You know, like I just feel that Miami should they should be pockets for everybody. Absolutely. Right? And I just feel like the the live yeah, music the, scene yeah, has died. Small pockets for my type of music. I mean, no, I mean, original music is so not a thing here. It's funny when I started working at Bougainvilliers, um, a lot of bands got mad at me because it was right before Caesar. I, I love Caesar. Caesar's a friend of mine, and he's right with his formula. To be honest, when he came in, but before that, it was Nick and this other. God damn it. And it doesn't matter. They let me do whatever I want. They're like, here, do what you want. And I said, okay, no cover bands, all original music. And there's cover bands that like hang out at Boogies all the time and play That's there. That's where the money's at, though. Exactly. But they hated me, and they couldn't do shit about it. And they sat there, and they just threw dagger eyes at me, and I was all. Yeah, that's not good for business, though. <laughs> but, it, but actually was. You're going to be down with a cover band. No, but it was actually really cool because uh, that's where I met. All the people that I put Juke together with, that's where a bunch of bands got formed. Like a lot of because people. Because of cover bands? Not because of the cover bands, because fuck cover bands, because <laughs> it was all original music, and these people got together, and all these I've kids. I sang in a cover band. All these, that's good. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. With your pink Seagrams. <laughs> yeah, the pink Seagrams. Thank you. Um, sponsored by you. Seagrams. <laughs> um, but all the kids from Frost. UM started coming over and jamming, and then the levels went up, and a lot of and but Caesar was right when Caesar took over. He was like, "No, bro, like we can do maybe one night a week of original music," and then we just didn't see eye to eye, and I left. Yeah, but he was right because he made money, and it was right, and I, you're right. Cover bands make I'm more money. Right. That's, yeah. well, here we go. That's here fine. we go. No, that's that's a different show, isn't Welcome it? Back. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> the thought is, and I and I understand. Um, attempting to start a cover band, and the reason well, he's was he's a musician, like original music. Yeah, and you know that makes sense. That well, makes you want too, to do that, but they want they want the gig, right? And they want Sally, who's a fucking UM grad. They want to hear somebody play Journey, something that they recognize with, because not everybody's into sitting down, smoking a cigarette, drinking a cocktail, and just watching well, something you don't new. Have, you could still rock out with something new if they're if they're a really good band. It's not even a question of yeah, that. Yeah, you could still good. get into it. But I mean, it's just a question of, it's just a quick fix. And, and people want to hear what they know and, or they want to sing. They want to be able to, at, Boogie, at Boogies, I, I told the story a long time ago. I was playing at Boogies and it was fucking, it was one of those nights that the whole floor was moving <laughs> and it was packed. <laughs> oh, and there was this little group of girls over here that were watching. Miami. And this one girl comes up to me, we're about to play again. And this is when I was playing with like uh, Eric Escanis and Rodrigo. These guys, uh, uh, they're in a band called Electric Kiff right now. They're ridiculous. And they toured with Roosevelt Collier. They played Montrose and Switzerland and everything. They're just monster musicians. And I used to play with these guys. And this girl comes up to me right before I start. She was like, I want to sing. 
She didn't say hi. <laughs> she didn't say shit. She goes, I want to sing. I'm like, yeah. And then, <laughs> okay. And then I go, I looked at her. I'm like, well, I want a pony. You don't see me riding around on a fucking pony right now, do you? Like, shit. I fucking got her. And then we started playing. That's and, uh, so ridiculous. But, but you get that. You get that there. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get. Just to touch on some stuff you were talking about. So, like, when you were, you were talking about, first of all, there was somebody I was writing in, uh, if you had any stories of the Roses Bar out in the beach. Oh, Jesus Christ. Not that I really remember. It's playing with Catfish and, and watching, um, what's his name? Manchild. Uh, God damn it. What's, he was great. He's still around. Um, ask those guys what his name was. He was oh, we'll figure that out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Rose's That's Bar. That's about it. I don't really remember much from that time. And apparently, like, so there's not as many clubs. As there was, was Washington Square. There was uh, Stephen Talk House. That was back then, though. Yeah. Where are we at now? Why is it, do you feel that we, we don't have that now? Dude, it's supply and demand, man. I mean, that's really all it is. Like, I worked. So I wound up working Boogies. And then from Boogies, I got poached from Boogies. And I started booking a place called The Stage that I was talking to you about in Midtown. And I booked some really good bands over there. And it was like Revivalist, um, St. Vincent, J. Cole, things like that. I would have that there. Like um, J. Cole, the, the rapper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. We, we, had a, we had a special with him there. We, we, I had... Um, uh, Rakim, that was awesome for Basel. Wow, that's with, awesome. Uh, Artificial played live with him. Oh, you know Artificial? Yeah, yeah. yeah friends with those guys. Those are Columbus yeah. kids. Yeah, they are Columbus Venues kids. Venues are so far in Miami. You would think. It is. But it's so not a thing. And they always look like it's going to be great. It looks like yeah. it's going to be awesome. But it's like now's when Miami's going to hit it, and then something it happens. It never is. Yeah. So then the stage the yard. The, well, I booked that place. Yeah. That, the, that I was used my to job. always go to the yard. I'm the one that got uh, the guy from Coldplay to come do that. That that Sunday thing after the show the after the concert here before the concert the yeah day before the concert so we uh, it was at uh, right there off of 29th Street that place is that that's the yard yeah the Wynwood Yard yeah we were trying to get tickets my wife loves Coldplay yeah I worked that Love out because um, it was Reggae Sunday which was very successful there and then they hit me up from uh, Live Nation people that I knew they're like hey it's not for sure this girl is opening for for Coldplay Izzy Bazoo from from London. She might want to come, like, do an impromptu set. And then the reggae guy was like, Lanza was like, fuck that. It's only reggae. I'm like, fuck you, dude. This is, you know, <laughs> something that's going to happen, okay? Because there's a possibility that. Did pop up too? Huh? Shakira? That was Prism. Prism did that. But they ran it like shit because they suck and it was a mess. <laughs> they, 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 um, uh, they announced it way too early and it was a shit show there. It was almost a problem. She showed up late. It was a really a bit of a mess, but she played. With this guy, with uh, Chris, whatever his name is, from... From, from, yeah, uh, from Coldplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy's uh, awesome, dude. You know what? I hate Coldplay. Fucking ah! nicest guy in the world. No, I they, they put I, together I can't, a great show. Nah, yeah. He put, was so nice. They put together a great Coldplay, show, dude. He was so cool. And the thing That's is, like, I had, to be, I had to work... I had to deal with Sony London. I had to do a walkthrough with his head of security, which is this little Indian, uh, a little English chick named Kim, who was a badass. It's like Taekwondo champion. <laughs> she scoped the whole perimeter and everything like that. And she set it up so that he can come up. And he was supposed to hide in this little area, but he started hanging out. People are like, "Are you Coldplay?" And, <laughs> and he would take pictures of people in the middle of Reggae Sunday. And then he went up and sung, and it was like a Black Mirror episode. 
everybody was on their phone and people just started on the wow. streets just freaking coming in. It was cool, right? And then he Amazing. made his he made his escape. I love that venue so much. But I used to go there all the time. He did a really cool thing though. He liked the reggae band so much. He had them come to Hard Rock Stadium and open the whole the whole show the wow. next day. That 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 that's uh, what it's about right there. That's what it's about. And, and you hate Coldplay. <laughs> Take it back right now. Take it back. Take it back. I'm live right now. Take it back. That and that and that's that why guy's I'm, cool. That's why <laughs> I'm against. <laughs> like I get the whole cover band thing, and I respect it. But I feel like stop. Like let's let's start creating and stimulating ourselves, man. Let's let's bring. Let's let's really like try and and push the envelope. And and that's my thought on that. By the way, the uh, the guy that you're talking about, his name is Demetrius Brown. Yeah, Demetrius Brown. Yeah, that's the guy from yes. Roses. Um, another thing is, uh, people are asking me, can we talk about Fishbone? Sure. What do you want to <gasps> hey! know? Hey, we went to their, um, what is it? Um, concert? Revolution concert. I was yeah. there a couple years ago. No, recently, like a year ago. Or? A year ago, yeah, yeah. Uh, so those are your good friends. Them. Yeah, yeah, I'm buddies with those guys. Well, it was cool. a couple of them. Yeah. I bought a bag from. <laughs> <laughs> I have a picture from that night. I'll show you. You know, one of their, I don't know, memorabilia. So what's how how how'd you link up with those guys? That was the first big show. Here's me and the bass player that night at Revolution. Yeah, Funkadelic. Is that the same night that we? That was same night. It was the same night. Yeah. Oh, cool! I had never heard of either of them before before him, and then George Clinton. And I mean. No, I, I, you I saw was them? like super. What? George Clinton? I, George Clinton, I was played my first big show. Holy shit, that guy's awesome. With yeah, you? Yeah, we went. No, no, no. In San, the first one I put on in San Diego. Oh, okay. Eric, can you pass me that beer there? Of course. Go. Thank you. Um, with Fishbone, I went to college. Uh, There's a girl named Naja Thomas who I became friends with, and she was from LA. And she grew up with the guys from Fishbone, and she sung background vocals on Reality of My Surroundings. And so when I started getting better and wanting to put on a big event, finally, when I lived in San Diego, and I wanted Fishbone, I reached out to her. She connected me with them, but at the time, that, that's like when they were like headlining Lollapalooza and shit like that. They were really fucking big. Uh, is it needless, needless to say? Yeah. Can I just say this real quick? What's For that? the show that we want to put on, this is the guy we oh, got to be in contact with, right? All right, just making sure. I, it's on. What it's, happened? I said it into the microphone. <laughs> oh, really? At Lollapalooza? <laughs> I said it. They're the best live band you're ever going to see. I mean, nothing better than them live. Oh, Coldplay is not yeah, that far yeah. off, bro. They fucking can't touch Fishbone. No, dude, I'm telling Fishbone you. Fishbone was like, amazing. Fishbone's amazing. Like, I know that. But he was playing, and he was, like, climbing things and playing instruments, and I'm standing there in the crowd, and I'm like, what? where the fuck and that am was a I? And that was a tiny stage because all of George Clinton's back line Ate up the whole stage, so they were—they're used to a lot more room. They usually oh even put my on a gosh, show. it was unreal! But I'm telling you, like I've been to a lot of gigs. Like I went with Kyle and uh, with McShane out to to see. You Van put Halen. the same amount of money on a production value of a Coldplay show to you do a Fishbone show. See what happens. Uh, good point. Good point. Yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna man. argue that. I'm telling you. I mean, I but, love Coldplay, but I'm telling you, you have to go I see was a Coldplay like show in that crowd. And my husband was like. I have to see these guys. I was like, I don't even. Okay, whatever. I'm here. I love live music. I listen to it at Sunset Tavern, like South Miami. No would, big deal. Whatever. I get there and it's like, 
amazing. No, he's like hanging upside down. I'm like, what the fuck? He's I'm like in the crowd and he's like over the crowd. I'm and he's up. old I'm as like, shit. Where am I? Yeah. It's amazing. It was, you should have seen him when he was amazing. a kid. I bought a bag. I'm telling you, I bought a bag. I needed a tote. I'm like, <laughs> I need something. I've never heard of them. I don't know them. But leaving here, I need some type of like memorabilia, something to remind me that I was here tonight. No, That's how fucking amazing they were alive. It was great. I just. I think that those guys, man, I, I they need to be bigger influencers. Sorry about that. Should have asked, bro. Uh, I, I just wish that people are more influenced because there's a lot of people listening right now. I have no idea who Fishbone is. And if you haven't heard them, you definitely need to go fucking listen to them. I don't know. Because, who well, you know what? You got you to be careful when you say that, because a lot of their recorded stuff, I think they have a, from my talks with them in the past. I think they have as much as they were like a really cool, racially inclusive band for the time, because they were like. Down that whole LA scene and, and and the '90s, and it was really it's like these black guys playing ska, but they're not really playing ska, but they're doing their own thing, and they had like a big white following too. But I think they felt very slighted because the band that used to open for them all the time was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I've and, never heard of them. And it's they got big. Yeah, yeah, sorry, just fucking Wikipedia. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And they got really big. And so these guys, and they got real mainstream. And Fishbone got really, like, funk. A lot Weird. of their, a lot of their albums. Strange. Lo- yeah, but no, but check out, if you listen to their records, it's, and, and the thing is, everybody thought they were going to be the next biggest thing. So the record label let them do whatever the fuck they wanted, which is a problem. Because these guys were out of control, especially at the time. I remember, like, so I had them, I had to play a show, my first big show. And I got them like, I don't know. I wanted to take care of them, so I gave them like a couple ounces of weed, or before the, before <laughs> their, you know, before their sound check. And they're just back there, just smoking like cigarettes, you know. Sound check's over, and then Norwood, that bass player, comes up to me. Hey man, got any more weed? I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? It's <laughs> gone. And so what happened? The problem was, I I wound up borrowing all this money to put on this big fishbone show when they were big. But Southern Comfort moved their big, huge street fest from downtown San Diego to my day with George Clinton and P-Funk All-Stars playing the same day. And it ate my event. P-Funk, P-Funk All-Stars. So what happened was Isn't I, started Hurricane sending, Andrew? I, sent, I started sending all these, these runners over there. And I sent Fishbone over there. And they came back right after his show was over with George Clinton and all of P-Funk. And they played together for the first Jesus time Christ. on that stage. And it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Holy wow. cow. Hey, was, that was a show I saw. And you look like a gangster right now. You look like an all-star. Yeah, like, I put this together. They're so amazing. He took all my food. I had all this backstage food, all this fucking fried rice. He left with three to-go boxes <laughs> and this blonde. This blonde girl in three to-go boxes. Doing blow in the bathroom. Out. <laughs> that was my first show. I lost all my money, but I had the best freaking time. Amazing. I bet. I owed all this. I owed so much money. Oh, my God. But how do you lose money on a show like that, dude? George Clinton ate it. I mean, plus. He ate, he ate literally. Plus when, plus when you're first doing it, your first show when you're a promoter, especially a big show, you're going to spend too much for advertising. You fall in love with something. You want everybody to see it. What I, what I learned was the most important lesson for any promoter. Don't be a fan. No, no. If one guy came up to me, there was a guy that, don't be a fan, definitely. You're right. You're definitely right. 
But I went to the guy that booked one of the venues that, uh, that owned one of the venues that I own, and, and he goes to me. I sat down with him to do the show. He goes, do you want it to be, like, sold out? Yeah, I want it to be sold out. He goes, no, like, I want to line down the street. He goes, no, you're wrong. He goes, you want to stand there with one unsold ticket in your hand. What do you mean? He's like, if you do that, you did everything right. Because you have one sold ticket in your hand. The amount of money you've paid for the band and the advertisement and the ticket price all lined up. And that's the holy, that's, that's the holy grail of a show. And that's what I didn't really understand. You know what I mean? If you, if you, whatever you spend on the band and whatever you spend on advertising made that room fill up exactly the amount. If you, if you charge too much, there's not going to be enough people in there. If you, yeah. if you charge too little, there's going to be a line down the street. Right. That's the holy grail. And ultimately, you want people to hear. That's what who the Fillmore does. You want people to hear. Yes, that's what Fillmore does. For the, I mean, that's what everybody tries to do. And how do you, how do you figure out that formula? I mean, I don't want. I, it's exactly. having the right band. Hey, that's the thing. Hey. That's the secret. Aha. Uh-huh. Where's the spoon? Where's the spoon? <laughs> Where's the spoon? <laughs> hey. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Sounds good. We, uh, I want to sit down and talk with you. Like I want to. <laughs> well, we're doing that. Right, that no, no, yeah, no. no. I want to sit down and sit like, down and after talk. hours. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think? So, in, you're, is it fair to say that like you were really influenced with like the '90s rock coming up? Obviously, like um, Mother Fishbone and Pearl Jam and all these guys. I never liked F- Pearl Jam. You didn't. You didn't. I only like like three songs of theirs. Who, who were their Nirvana? Was there like uh, the people they had problems with? Right? It was like either, you're either a Nirvana fan or I didn't like Mother Nirvana Fishbone. much either. I'm not a big Nirvana fan myself. You know, I respect no, them. But but at that time, I think I was listening to like a lot of older music, and then I like I got into like this two-piece band called Satan and Adam that was my harmonica playing. Um, like this, this, these guys from Harlem. Actually, U2 found them. I never liked U2 either. No, but, no I've uh, never been a big fan of U2 either. Yeah, I'm straight. Who Fighters? And, uh, no, 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 no. Are you? No. I like Who Fighters. Okay. I usually wind up. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm tired of this. <laughs> That's the second time. She's had it with me. You know what? That's one time too many. She <laughs> really is that. Yeah, you know what? Play me something no, to Jesus. make up for it. Time out. Play for me. Jesus, time out. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you said earlier the same lick. Like people want to be different. Like musicians want to be different. I want to get into this, and then I think collectively we can get into how you got into juke and stuff, but. Talking about that same lick, that's something that resonated to me when you said that. I, I think I get what you're saying. I think we can all, and it doesn't matter what aspect of music you listen to. Like, you listen to a, a, a hip-hop artist. You listen to, for example, a Kanye West or a Drake. They have that certain, it's not a lick, it's that certain sound, right? But I, on, as musicians, as a fucking full band, like, anybody can listen to Neil Peart. Anybody can... You'll know Neil Peart playing the the, the 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 drums. You know, you know Van Halen playing the guitar. You hear that lick, that identifies and makes the character of that band, right? And me playing percussion, for example, I always wanted to listen. And you try to beat everybody and try to be inspired and play like everybody, but it's I've never heard a musician say that, and I, I get it now. Like it is a hundred percent. You, you want to be good. But you want to be you, and that's that. That's pretty cool that you said that, man. Because that's something that I think a lot of musicians that are coming up, even kids right now, probably picking up. They idolize these musicians and hey, but don't lose your independent. Don't lose you. Why did you pick up the instrument? So put you 
play you. You can be inspired, but play you. Yeah. And I think that's super fucking cool, and people need to remember that, man. It's it's hard. You get into that. It's a trap. There's actually a book by a guy named Kenny Warner called Effortless Mastery. It talks a lot about that and the, and just the spot you're in of just like channeling what you do. But you're gonna you're gonna wind up playing that same lick again over and over again. But you got to own it. And and um, it was a really hard few years that I kept trying. That's why I listened to sax players. I wanted to sound like a sax. I was embarrassed to be a harmonica player because I was playing with non-blues bands, and I wanted to prove that I could play anything. And uh, but I can then see how those are like hand hand though. Yeah, but it's not fun. You're never really going to be able to play from your heart if you're trying to sound like somebody else and you're trying to play other things. So it's cool to venture into those things and learn that, but then you just need to like bring it back and trust yourself that you're that you're ch- you're channeling a greater thing. That's what you have to do. And it's it's like a, a it's like an Indian thing called samadhi. It's like it's like a spot because if you've done the work, if you've practiced enough, that's the, the prerequisite. You have to do the work. Did the work, then you can just let it happen. That's and what I tell my son. Out. That's what I tell my son. Yeah. My son says, oh, "I want to be a rock star." I said, "Okay. What do you got?" He goes, "No, uh, that's it. That's all I got." And I say, "Well, <laughs> I want to learn how to play guitar." Well, all right, so I'll play guitar. And I, I, as a father, you know, just like your dad did, I'll give him all the tools. Yeah, right? exactly. You need lessons. You need what do you whatever want? you want. You can lead him to water. Exactly. So, but he's like, and I can tell, and he hasn't, he hasn't reached that, uh, that pivotal point in his life where it's like, will. oh shit, like this is, this is it or this is not it. You know what I mean? Like I like music, but I don't want to play music or whatever the case may be. However, it's it is. gotta hurt. He's gotta want to do it. So exactly, like if you take it away from him. But it's it he's a, hurts. he's a lazy ass sometimes, and he doesn't want to do it. I mean, uh, uh, this last Christmas, he's like, oh dad, I want to do beats. So what does a good dad do? I mean, I maybe shouldn't have done it, but beat him. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 too many <clears throat> too many times. But I went out and I got him a, a fucking four hundred dollar uh, keyboard with sure. beat pads and shit like that, and a book and all this kind of stuff. So you want to do beats? I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the tools that you need to do it. But if you don't want to put the hard work in, I, I can't. I can only like Danny says, and and the saying goes, I can only lead you to water. You gotta want to do it. If you don't take it past that, and and that that ties into what you were saying. That goes for anything in life, not only music. Uh, if you don't, anybody can lead you to there, help you to wherever you get. But if you don't put in the hard work, it's the nights, the the, the fingers bleeding, the the really you know that it's not going out with your friends because you want to fucking you're into this fucking exactly song. exactly. Fuck you, I gotta play and, this. You know? and, and I think that happens to a lot of musicians, even the the greats, right? It's all the sideline noise, right? Like you can be so naturally talented, but then it could be as simple as booze, right? It could be as simple as a uh, uh, substance. It could be like. Uh, chicks you know some people get into it for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. right and then they get influenced by the wrong things and they forget that one day day one when they when they thought again this is all me speaking my opinion i feel that they think they forget day one where fuck i want to pick up a guitar and i want to play live right elton john like even these little documentary movies that they do elton john freddie mercury with the uh with the queen with, with queen um you look at all these bands and it's kind of like the same equation they all start off as like so like pure and they want to do this and then the glitz and the glamour hits them and then they're, they're, it's coming to something all their pre, the, all that work that they put into it 
is a mouth into something. Whatever the motivation is, right? Because there's how many people? How many people start a band to get to do to get chicks? Like I want to start a band to get chicks. I I guarantee you. Of course, you're gonna do it. That motivates you enough. You're gonna sit there and be just. And you're gonna be like, man, I I can't wait to get on stage to to fucking rip this up, and then I'm gonna get all the chicks being on front stage with me, and and and, you know whatever the. Whatever. No, they're gonna be in the front of the stage. Oh, but eventually to go backstage. to the backstage. You, go. you know what I mean? But That's where it's at. The funny thing is, that you, and I wound up meeting all these bands that that uh, they just get so into the music and they're playing and there's just like there's girls out and they just play till the very, especially in California when shit is so tight, you got to finish that shit up at one forty three, one forty five because there's a it's a cutoff, and they play right till the end, and. Uh, a junkie musician friend of mine, he was great. We used to call him the priest because he would never hook up because he was just so about the music. And then the th- plus he was a junkie, so he didn't really care that much. But it was at you know at the end, yeah, he wrote a song about it called "No No Particular Motive" with like the, the ringing in his ears and the memory of the girl that was sitting there watching him all night long. But he was just so playing that he was so into playing that was the more important thing for him, right? You know, it's kind of weird. I still feel like you're kind of mad at me. <laughs> I'm getting mad vibe over here from this one. I don't know what's she, going on. Oh, here. look who's being judgy yeah. now. You want to know what it is? What is it? I don't have my glasses on. Oh, that really? Is that makes she, you make the mad face? I have the an glasses? intense face when I'm not wearing my glasses. You know glasses. what? I have to I'm say so sorry. that is true. Because remember the other episode? No, we, I thought, had an, the no we had an issue with this two episodes ago. I'm sorry. So you wouldn't want to bring your glasses if you know that happens or anything? <laughs> like that? Yeah, you want to be ready for that? I wanted <laughs> it's to new. be cute today, so I took off my glasses. I'm sorry. Is it the Seagrams? Is, is no, it I don't know. I don't know. No, that's, that's a you thing, baby. I mean, you do your thing. Let, um... Let's talk about Juke. Yeah, let's talk about so Juke. So you come back just to run down the <laughs> timeline. So we have an innocent Juban yeah. pl- going to Gulliver. Far from innocent. Tell him. Far from innocent. Playing yeah. ten- he's, no, done, he's done enough acid to... Uh, after. So that's after. <laughs> How many more heroin stories do you need before you <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you go, you, you're, you're a tennis player, Gulliver, your parents, you, you, you're... Not into, you're, you're very... Given like you didn't go it through life needing you don't have like this sob story that a lot of pe- people say like hey you know I was I didn't have this I didn't you were taken care of <laughs> right um you go ahead you go to San Diego <laughs> then you find you find your calling which is music yeah. you meet these people you become a promoter you start playing for bands you, you learn all these uh, instruments you come back to South Florida you start. Reconnecting with all your old friends, you're playing out again. Where does Juke fall in line? Now? I was playing with King B. King B was a really good band, um, a really good band. Like they should have done some shit. And um, the front man didn't really have a lot to say, and it was it was kind of a weird thing. I kind of wanted, it, and they started going into a more of a kind of a Beatlesy direction, and I had my own ideas, and then. I started singing, which I didn't want to do, but then I realized you can't play harmonica only and then tell everybody else what the fuck to play. And your songs that you wrote, make them play that because nobody respects this shit. <laughs> this is fucking. Oh, after what I heard, $50. I kind of Oh, so well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, but I'm on paper, it's a little it. piece of tin that nobody cares about. So, wait, so you I'll sing open my for beer Juke? with this, you know? You're the singer for Juke? Yes. Nice. And so what happens is. 
I wound up having to sing. So at the time, I was uh, there was a house band at uh, the Blues Jam at, at Titanic on okay. like I think Tuesdays or Wednesdays was Blues Night. I used to go there every week. This guy named Dennis that ran it, and um, he quit. And then they were like, they needed a singer. And the drummer, Judah, such an asshole, really, dude. <laughs> I'm like, and he's like, hey, you're singing now. I'm like, I don't sing. Like, you play harmonica, you sing. That's it. And then, <laughs> you play like, harmonica, you sing. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, shit. That's so there's know. all these, like, blues standards that, because what happens is, well, the, yeah, way these, kind the way of. these jams happen is you come out and the house band plays a set. And then, you know, people show up and they sign up. So they could play. I'm a guitar player. I want to play. They come and play the sets later on. So, um, all these songs that I, you know, Mojo working, all these cheesy blues songs, Sweet Home Chicago, that I kind of hated, but I knew. I was so nervous. I had to, like, write it down. It was on paper and everything, and I just wound up having to do that. And then you just, just kind of find your voice. And then finally, then I started meeting some guys from Frost. And, um a lot of disgruntled musicians that were on scholarship at Frost that loved blues, and they were kind of music-shamed into not playing blues because they were jazz guys, and they're in the jazz department. you got to play this, this stuff that's super hard and tech, and, you know, just like... Math rock. Like, yeah, well, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like Snarky Puppy now. Snarky Puppy's awesome, oh, you know, and that's what I've all... I've heard them live. Me too. They're, they're, they're amazing. Oh. They play Ground Up, and there's Ground Up space on them, and they're great guys. And, um, but a lot of these guys kind of had like, it's almost like, you ever seen that movie Crossroads with Ralph Macchio? Yeah, we were at, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm He went to Juilliard and they like made him feel bad Correct. about wanting to play the blues. Correct. You know? It was the same thing. So I used to find these misfits. They were great players. And that's how I kind of put a guy named Eric Broberg. He's a weirdo, really cool guy. And then all these other people, and I just kind of started putting that together. And then I was They're all student. They were all from Frost. At first, yeah, I was just getting Frost people. I was just basically just grooming them right out of Frost. And they were falling into my lap because I was booking Boogies too. And I was meeting all these guys. So that's kind of how the juke thing kind of came together. And then we wound up uh, doing well and then playing, like, big festivals and, like, Wani and stuff like that too. And oh, then, my God. Which is cool. So we have, we have some of your music. Uh, we're going to play uh, a juke song now, so if you have to take a piss or whatever, this is the time <laughs> to do it. Um, but uh, The whole thing. No, we're, we're, we're going to play some of it. So we're going to play a song from juke. I think the song that we, we talked about was uh, the hell. Uh, what was Burn it? Burning hell. Burning hell. So you wrote the words to this song? No, that song's a, uh, it's kind of a cover. So, uh, it's... How how is it kind of a cover? Were you influenced by another song or? Yeah, because it's it's Burning Hell's a, a, a Johnny Hooker song, mm -hmm. but then I'm just basically grabbing uh, different lyrics from different ones of his songs and putting it together. Or right, is there another song that you would want us to play, or do you want us to play that? Play that one. Play that I like one. that one. All right, yeah, it's a it's a pretty good she song. Likes that one. Yeah, I do. So this is Burning Hell by Juke. My most purple song. <laughs> <laughs>
Holy right. shit. I'm a little in love. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> can I tell you, like, I felt a little bit of, um, and what's, the, what's that band? Seven Army, Seven Nation Army, what's it called? Uh, Coldplay? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. The no, Doors, I, I hear The Doors, love. yeah. That's really Damn. great. Um, God, The it's Doors. It's one of my favorite bands. I just blanked out. Wonderful comparison. What's that? Give me a song. I don't know. Seven, Seven Nation Army. The point is, it's really fucking fun, and I loved it, and that's the song that I liked. You, when you guys sent me the info, I started going through your Spotify, so I listened to your music, and that was the song that I liked. That's the White that's Stripes. The White Stripes. I feel, stripes. yeah, I heard. Oh, yes. I'm not a big Stripes fan. Oh, I oh man, I'm a big How Jack White guy. Man, I, love I saw him at that Fillmore. It was ridiculous. Those I'm, I'm dying keys. to see that. That was ridiculous. I'm like the Black Keys. I love the, I love. I like early Black Keys. I think they. I don't blame them for selling out and getting super commercial. Oh man, but I hate when other artists say that. Why What's that wicked that? guitar player too? Their, that their, um, their early stuff was great. Like, Faith No More. You like Faith No More? Yeah, I love Faith No More. I like. Uh, but but as far as like now, like. Blackie's sold out, but good for them because they're just huge corporate monster. I mean, they they had a record deal before they even played a gig. They had this little like isn't Jack White in that band? Basement uh, Blackie's? No, 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 no. no, no. It, he was uh, yeah, that one with his sister, the White Stripes, and then you know Racketeurs and everything else. Oh, the Racketeurs, I love them. I love them. And then there's 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 Gary Clark Jr. Gary Ger- Clark Jr. That's the one I was th- the guitarist. Well, well, that's the guy that that was before all this. I would shit love happened. to see that last, guy fucking. Oh, we opened up for him at the Fillmore last March. No shit, such a great night. Yeah, Fillmore that guy. Great. We were on we we're on tour with uh, uh we're doing a little Florida tour with the Melody Trucks band. Melody Trucks is uh, Butch Trucks from the Allman Brothers' daughter. Wow, and they have a great band from Jacksonville, and we become friends. So we're doing a tour. Then I get a call from Live Nation. What are you doing Saturday? <laughs> Fuck, because I knew I asked her. I don't like I leaving her three months before. When I don't was, like leaving my house on Saturdays. Was, no, 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 because we're already on tour. But but I asked her like when I saw it booked at the Fillmore, who's opening up for Gary Clark Jr. Wow, she didn't get back to me. This lady from from Live Nation, and she's like, "Yeah, I need somebody to open up for Gary uh, on Saturday." Like I'm supposed to play in Orlando. We're on tour. I'm like, is it on the main? We, we had opened up for band at the, there's like a little sidebar when you get into the Fillmore. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have bands yeah, yeah. open up. We've done that. I'm like, is it the asshole stage or is it the, the stage? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, the main stage right before Gary. It's sold out already. It's his first date of his new tour. So I told the Orlando people at Melody, they're like, cool. And, and we went, we had played in Jacksonville the night before, all that's down. I had no problem leaving my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet. And we went and we did like a proper sound check. Like, and, and they had gotten there a couple days before because it was the first day of their tour, the first one. So they were all set up and dialed in. And all just vintage equipment is all over the stage of the Fillmore. You know that's a huge stage. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. And we got there and, and I'm just looking at it. We did a proper sound check. Then Gary comes over. Or a sound check, being all cool. What's up? Sound good. And you, you can't be a, now you have to be a professional. Now yeah, you can't be a fan right now, right? No, not at all. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. What's like, up, oh, bro? Yeah, yeah. But I was like, <laughs> inside, dude. You, inside your juices were like. No, but, but I was like, he always wears these badass hats. He does. Yeah. And I'm like, what's that up with that awesome, fucking bro. hat, man? And 
He's like, yeah, he showed me. I, I got a picture here. He showed me, like, the inside of the hat's more beautiful than the hat. There's, like, this watercolor bird painted on the inside with, like, this <laughs> oh French God. designer oh, shit. on there that he got it from, from L.A., and I looked it up as, like, a $1,600 hat. Oh, my God. I know. You know he didn't pay for it. Yeah, for but sure. But he was super cool, and then... Very homelessly, like, like he's so, like... Well, well, the he's thing so was, cool. Like he was, he was so nice that he got to be really good friends with my drummer because they had, they had this whole conversation about being just black musicians on the road to making it, and they they text each other still. They made friends. That's awesome. And he hung out and watched like five or six of our songs, and then afterwards we all hung out and had drinks and stuff like that. And so just, nice. it made me like him at that so point, much more. At that point, yeah. so like, did you if, feel like you made it? Dude, it, for a minute, it was really weird because... I took it from you, Dan. No, no, when, that was great. No, 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 because Dito, Dito was there. Dito was there? Dito was there with the whole crowd. And I, I, it was sold out. And we're waiting to play, and I haven't been nervous to play in so long. And I was, like, pacing around. My girlfriend at the time was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm like, I bro, like, <laughs> see? Yeah, you know? But I've never liked that. I've never, I'm never bothered. Don't talk to me. And she was just like, hey, this happened. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Uh, you know, give me a minute. This is my night. Then. And yeah, exactly. It's just, this is an important moment. Diva, how can you? It's, it's sold out at the don't film. Even. Hello. Let's not have this man. Right man. Now. How dare you? I'll, I'll have my purple drink and you can find me later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be down. <laughs> so, priorities. <laughs> yeah. So, Let me live. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. So it's sold out. And, and normally when I've opened up for a lot of big national acts, and normally nobody cares. They're, they're like, oh, there's the opening band. We'll come back when the band that we want to do But not for a there. big band like that, man. Dude, everybody was just jammed up. I got pictures of the crowd. They were just jammed up and waiting. And we came out. They're like, okay, go. And we walk out on this big-ass stage. And everyone's looking. And they start cheering. I'm like, it was a roar. And I'm like, you know I'm not Gary Clark Jr. I look like a different, like he's like 6'6 six, six and black. I'm a tiny Juban coming out there. <laughs> Everyone's roaring. And it was weird. I had to like just like kind of look like at my stuff. Like I was like, you like, know, getting something together. Getting your nerves together. You were getting your nerves together. And we played just like the best set. I bet. It was just great. It was just like a ton of energy. Do fans come up to you after and like you? Dude, people still come up to me. They're like, "Dude, you played, you opened up for Gary Clark at the fucking Fillmore. You guys are Amazing. awesome." And it was, it's really. So what's holding you guys back? I don't know, cause what I just heard there, that I mean, yeah, I don't get it. Here and touring and life. I well, mean, before before I never really toured because, you know, like for the last, my father died last July, and. Um, Sorry to I, hear that. For the last like three, four years, I had to bathe them every day, or otherwise I had to pay for somebody to do it, and um, so that was you know limited my tour. We would go down, we could play in Key West at the Green Parrot or something for a few days, and I paid somebody. We couldn't do a proper tour like a, a real person. Um, now that he's gone, I thought that, that the whole world would be ready to go but now it's 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 been very hard to look i moved back here in 02 to it's take a care different of my world mom. now too like. it is and i took care i moved in 02 to take care of my mom with her alzheimer's that was just a brutal whole other story and she died in 09 
I was the only one by her bed when she died. That was just horrible. And I was super close to my mom. And then my father wrapped up last year. And I thought, oh, finally, like, my life would be free. I could just tour and do things. But now, like, especially with this COVID thing, I don't have a foothold. I don't, I don't have. Well, with COVID, I feel like musicians in general, they're just, like, artists. Really, but oh, we like, can't. There's no so touring. Many, there's no nothing. Mostly and, musicians, yeah. Like you guys have and club really and clubs. At first, when they were fifty percent capacity, they're like, yeah. "Oh, could we pay you fifty percent?" Like, okay. And now they're one hundred percent capacity in Miami, which is whatever. And it's a whole other debate. And they still want to pay us less. We can't mm. really go on tours. Um, are you against? Are you against so clubs long? opening up now? And, and I'm sorry that if I'm, I don't want to go down this wormhole. No, but, I know, I know. Yeah, we we but, we're. we're uh, uh, I think if as they a do musician, it, no, no, you got to work, and, and and if we do it smart, it's fine. I've I've had some club experiences that it seems like they don't really do it the right way, but it, you know, at the end of the day, they really have to. But but all in all, national acts can't tour properly. Nobody can tour properly and make that money. And the way to really tour, especially when you're young, young in the sense of a newer band, doesn't matter. You know, I'm not young. I told you I'm as old as I've ever been. But but well, you still look good. You you make it look good. Yeah, well, you see me in the morning. I look ninety six. Silver socks. So, <laughs> so you tour around. You can't. You're not going to make that money the first time. You need to do it over and over again. You need to live on the road. And to be honest, right now, like I just, you I've wouldn't become, do it right I've now. I become such a shut in now, dude. I just want to hang out with my fucking dog, and <laughs> I just want to be home with my. What dog. type of dog you have? That's all I want. A uh, little, little pit bull. Yeah, rescue dog. To, it's a lady. Rescue, little rescue pit bull. My little, my little Casey. That's all I I just want to be home with her. That's all I want. They're the best. I fight. That's, that's all I want to do. And I want to just kind of record shit. I've got the storytelling thing going on so, now. So, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Um, Explain to the people, because like, we've promoted Bar Nancy on Wednesday nights for the storytelling. We have. We, we have promoted oh, it. We, no, cool. we promote it every week. Oh, good. So I we started two weeks ago when we found out about it. Once we once I, we were talking to you and stuff, and you told us about it, so we posted. What is the storytelling? Here's the thing: when I told you uh, that my dog uh, had knee surgery a few months ago, I had to sit at home with her for eight weeks, and I felt guilty doing things without her. She's not allowed to run, <laughs> and she likes doing everything with me, and she likes running. I like I have, a, I have a leash tied to my like my bicycle handlebar. She runs with me. Or she, we go on my skateboard. She just wants to do shit. She doesn't care. She just wants to do shit with me. <laughs> and if she's not going to run, I'm going to hang out with her. So I just hung out <laughs> with her and sat there with her for eight weeks. You know, man. I give her peanut butter, put it in the Kong, and, you know, and that's it. We just hang out and eat peanut butter together <laughs> 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 for eight weeks. But I started, like, you know, and just getting music out. You know what I mean? You don't want to listen to this music more and more. Sorry, sorry, getting into this thing. Uh, a friend of mine told me, California, at, uh, one of my, actually the junkie musician friend of mine, he's doing great now. Sounds great. He's got, a, like a, great he's guy. got a wife. He's, he's doing awesome. Good for him. And he was like, you know, kind of like that Tommy rock opera. Why don't you do a blues opera? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, you have so yes. many stories. Why don't you do like, and you have songs about those stories. So you can tell the story and then play the song. And it will be like a whole thing, with musical and your story. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't really know anything about 
like these stories you're talking about. So I started getting into this uh, podcast uh, of this thing called The Moth. Uh, I heard on NPR. And The Moth, is a, uh, it's been around since 1997. It's a storytelling network that's around the world, live storytelling. It's people that, because my thing was this. Who the fuck wants to hear my story? I don't, I'm not anybody. But people, he was just like, people just want to hear a good story. Yeah. Exactly. And so I started listening to The Moth, and then I'm like, I'm relating. I'm sitting there in my house. First, I was only listening to, to stories that related to me. But then I was just listening to everybody. And then I'm just like, I'm sitting there in my house. I'm crying. I'm <laughs> laughing. All this shit. Listening <laughs> yeah, to these people. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's a true story that happened to these fucking people. And they're telling it really well in front of people. And it takes a lot of bravery to do that. And I realized I've been playing music in front of people for 20-something years. But just talking horrifies me. Welcome to my world. Right? <laughs> but you do it. You guys, you oh, both do it very well here. Like, he has a microphone in front of him. He does it well. You, you, you seem it's, like you've done this before. It's really different. It's really different yeah, it's on stage act. when you're standing there act. and you don't have a fucking instrument. It is. It's all and an everybody's act. standing around. Because, like, when you're playing music, you can think about some other shit for a little while, and it's fine. Like, the bass, bass guy's soloing. But if you lose engagement with a crowd, you're going to lose the crowd. That's so crazy to me because I'm such an extrovert. It's like, so when I speak yeah, to me somebody too. who's like the opposite of that, I'm like, wow, that's your life. No, it's, 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 it's a hard thing. Yeah. It is. It's very hard. I, I feel you because I'm, really hard. I'm a when, very yeah, much of an introvert. Ox, yeah. yeah. When Ox revealed that to me, I'm like, wow, I would have never thought that but about But then when you, you get here like, and people, green. this is easy. There's, like, yeah, this is, this is easy. I, I tell my girlfriend, same thing with these guys. I come in and, and, and right before the show, I'll, I'll close my eyes and I'll be like, all right, like in my head, I'm, I'm like action. And it's, all right, it's go time. No problem. And I'll, do, and I'll do whatever it takes and I'll, whatever, whatever it's for the show. You know what I mean? But other than that, then I just shut back down and while my married away. I was co-hosting this show uh, called, I was telling him Sound Theory Live on uh, 88.9 or whatever for the guy that worked the stage. And he was the host. And we used to have bands play every Friday. And I'd interview them. And when he couldn't do it, I would do it. And I was great at it. I was so good. They gave me my own show. They gave me like the 11 o'clock Sunday night spot nice. by myself. No, not nice. <laughs> it was me Are you on the just radio? playing music on the radio. So that was um, Charlie Musselwhite playing, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> if, I don't great have, song. if I don't have this to go off of, yeah. it's, it's hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you're on stage, you're standing there, everyone's looking at you. They're like, entertain me. And there's a train of thought and everything. It's really, really hard. That's so crazy. So, like, a little backstory. So, I had started, like, my own podcast for, like, a little bit. And it was just myself talking about, like, scandalous things. All on my own. But I feel like I work the best when I'm, like, feeding off of people. Yep. So, then I got in contact with these guys. And then now it's, like, a totally different dynamic. It's crazy. And I never realized that I am, like, one of those people, one of those entities that kind of, like, feeds off of, like, I don't know people yeah. and conversations and experiences really Absolutely. doesn't matter really like we're interviewed what it is that you guys do it doesn't matter like at some point kind of vibe on some level so it's pretty cool even if you hate me still like hating on me it's Blame the glasses. Blame the glasses. Yeah, yeah. If, I feel like if you I can't see, so fuck you. No, I could super <laughs> see because I have contacts on. But had you met me with glasses and then you met me now, like, without, yeah, you would have liked me better with glasses. So, do you do like a. <laughs> do you do it's a, true. 
Stila. Never heard that sentence Stila. in my life. Can you do a storytelling thing for us now and for the viewers that are going to be listening to this, like, so what they can look forward I, to? I've been doing that. There have been little bits in there I've been kind of segmenting in, to be yeah, honest. Pay attention like, to the yeah. show. Like the, no, the being in the wheelchair and, 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 and upstairs can, and stuff like that. No, yeah. just, so how about that. you play just like another, like, can you give us like a little? So I want to I want to play a little game with you, and we're gonna get back into let's, let's lighten it up a little bit because a I'm little gonna, game, little yeah, a little game. Yeah. Um. Fuck, I kind of fucked up because I kind of want to get back into the film more, but we'll get back Uh-oh. into it later. Uh-oh. Um, have you heard of the band Chon? By the way, what Chon? No, dude. Yeah, you got to check them out. You got to check them out. It's a three-piece band. And, and, and really quick, rewind a little bit when you talk about the Fillmore. So I went to go see Coheed and Cambria. Oh, by the way, really quick before you go on, I just want to say one thing. Shout out to Dito and all them. All his boys showed up, and there was a really cool moment in that night that I stopped everything. Because the cool thing about the Fillmore is they have a really cool handicap-friendly section okay. there for wheelchairs and stuff. And all his boys were there. They were there for the, the, the happy hour and stuff like that. And I stopped the show. In the middle I, of the show? In the middle of the show, I was like, hey, you guys think you like music? Hey, I got a friend here tonight. He had a massive brain hemorrhage, almost died. Loves music more than everything. And he's here tonight. I want everybody to recognize this guy right here. He almost died. And they put this fucking spotlight on Dito. <laughs> no shit. And that he so had cool. the biggest smile on his fucking face. Oh, that's face. awesome, Fucking man. Dito, man. And he was just, wa- and the whole crowd started cheering for Dito. That's awesome. It Bro, was freaking but you awesome. You know, it says a lot about the type of person that you are and what your parents had instilled in you. And man, you're all right, dude. Don't point at me. You're all right. <laughs> yeah, that's rude. You're all right. You know, Jesus Christ. You're all right, man. <laughs> like, that, that was pretty, like, not anybody would do that, right? Especially in that type of scenario where. That's I had a me, 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 me vibe, I know, but fucking dude, he I've never seen a fucking smile like that. Like But that says who up. you are, man. So because kudos to you, dude. <sighs> Alright. So but definitely <laughs> listen listen to Chan. Oh my point of the, that that story was I went to go see a band called Coheed and Cambria. Okay. I I, I love them. And Glassjaw, they hadn't played in forever. The guy Ooh, has Crohn's uh, disease and Crohn's nice. disease and he fucking so he was opening up for Coheed. But there's this band called Chon from the West Coast, Math Rock, right? They go ahead and they fucking play opening band. And it was the same thing. At the Fillmore, it's, you get that. Everybody just comes up. They just want to hear the music. And, that, and that's what I think musicians, when they're in venues like the Fillmore, even at fucking Tobacco or, or Churchill's, bro. You know, like Churchill's, like we respect, always talk about it. Respect. We talk about it. In every show, Churchill's is a fucking staple to Miami, Florida. That place, you fucking go there. It smells like shit. Everybody treats you like shit, but you know you what? You're going to have a fucking good time. You're going there not to fucking go and fucking be prim and proper. You're really going there either because you're supporting a band or you want to go see some fucking live music, right? Or you want your car broken into. Or you want your car broken into. Either or. But it's going to be an exciting night. We Actually, it's see. not that bad with that anymore. Anyway. But. Shout out to Churchill's and FD and all those guys. They're they're good. They're good. They're good. But like this band, Chon, at the Fillmore, everybody rushes up to the stage, man. And you can tell these are kids. Kids. You find out, and I go ahead and research them after, and they're fucking, they're music majors, math majors, and the things that they're playing, the guy's fucking playing 
the paradiddles on the drums. I, I was just fucking blown away by the music, man, and the guitar play. It, it, they play metal, but uh, like harmonics, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it was. And your and musician the, is that is that the lingo? No, it's what I, I don't understand the question. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> enough of this. So let's pl- we're gonna play a little. They game. play in purple. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play a little game with you so i want to kind of like showcase your talents here on the oh. show can't wait so you have your little handy danny harmonica by the way pop quiz hot shot how was the harmonica ever invented can you answer that kind of go ahead because it wasn't supposed to be played the way it was played that's for sure really yeah I love that he has to look at it to explain it. No, because it's. I'm like, is, that, is this okay? <laughs> is this Can we talk about this? <laughs> Can we talk? About this? <laughs> Can we? respect her. Is it a her? She. It's a lady, of course. Do you, have, do you name? Do you name your? The thing is, they go bad. You can't find like like BB King has Lucille, the guitar that he names that he loved. Oh, these things are like big razors. They go bad really quick, and people think it's cheap. But each one of these are like fifty bucks. I've got sixteen of them, or sixteen to twenty in my case. They go bad all the time. So, you have about sixteen yeah. to twenty women in your life. Are they women or are they men? They're do ladies. You, he no, just said it's a Do lady. you blow into men or women? That's, That's my question. suck and blow, so it's, it's both. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> ladies. It's a bit bi. So, <laughs> so how, how, did, how did this come up? Do you know the history of the harmonica? Yeah, it's, it was uh, actually, I knew it more before, but it's a, uh, but most harmonicas are very German based. It's German. It was, they were made to be played in first position, which was like, the way it is, like, okay, this is a C harmonica. Normally, it's supposed to be played in C. When I play this harmonica, it's when the band is in G, second position, which is a different spot. But normally, with, with, with first position, is more like Bob Dylan style, like, that shit. And then there's third position, which is really dark. That's what I like. That's what I like. <laughs> the darker, the better. And then actually goes into 12 positions, but I'm only like really it. good at three. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guys are great at a Amazing. lot of other things. So, yeah. I get so excited. Have you ever met a harmonica? Hold on a second. Have you ever met a harmonica <laughs> player that when they play, you're like, holy shit. Oh, yeah, a lot. But for the most part, I'm like, oh, they suck. the ones that the the ones that i say holy shit i fucking know about already and i want to people it's funny like i play like these festivals we play these festivals like wani there's this beautiful park the spirit swanee music park in northern florida that has a 600 acre park on the swanee river they have these amazing festivals called we play uh uh Wani, we used to play. There's a, a, there's a thing that we used to play called Halloween, which usually happens. I've been to Halloween. You've been to Halloween. I have. We played two Halloween. Nice. So you was know it what it's like. The string cheese incident. Yeah, incident. exactly. Yes. They play all Amazing. night. Amazing. So 
There's some great harmonica players yeah, actually that play totally there, too. Yeah, I can totally see you performing there. Now that you're saying it, I'm like, oh, my God. What a great park that is. What a great place that is, it's right? It's the most magical experience ever. Balloon's crazy. Exactly. They have beautiful like, people that, that go whole out. Vi- like these things built in the woods yeah, and all this stuff magical. like that. Yeah, we played two of those. But there's a lot of guys that play there, and, and um, some of them are really good, and they like them, and people are like, so I had never been there before. I had yeah. never even heard of it before, and then I ended did up going one year. I did. I don't get camping vibe from you. I, I <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my choice. I, <laughs> I was forced to camp. I was kind of the person I was Take with. Me. Take me. Take me. Super like into it. So I said, "That sounds great." <laughs> you know. So <laughs> will there be purple things there? <laughs> Um, more like, you know, I get there, it's like renaissance like, festival vibes, which I'm super about, um, but I, I'm not a camper. <laughs> I don't camp, I um, fucking hate camping, it's bullshit. I love live music, so, right. like, the person was like, okay, so you love live music, you love festivals, uh, and, like, you know, Ooh, magical things. There's, like, 25,000 so people in the woods. Unbelievable, like. All dressed we, up. We got there. The person, I mean, the, the group that we were meeting got there before us. So they got like prime time where like the performers were actually um, camped out. So like we stayed where all the, where like a few oh, performers the nice were. nice camping for you. Yeah, like literally like right. Like, not too much. I didn't have to walk too far to get oh, to. Nobody you know? likes to walk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all sorts <laughs> Walking's of Walking's for assholes. Crazy. But it's, it's crazy because like people are walking from like campsite to campsite just offering like, I have a sandwich. Oh, you have a sandwich? I have like. This bowl, you want to hit this or so like, yeah, you know, it's amazing. And it, the so the only argument I heard that I, this is I can't make this up. The only argument or anything negative that I heard from like the four days that I was there, nights four days. Is it for four? It was like three Ooh. nights, three days, four like three nights, four days. Yeah, that shit smelled like I vinegar when it. you got home. It was, yeah. okay. How dare you? <laughs> We've been through this. Oh, well, you've been camping. So Anyways. discharge four days. Oh my god. We have been through this. Don't don't Some start. Dirty foot white don't people start. over there. Yeah, patasucias for sure. <laughs> I dressed up as at like an elf. Oh, right. for sure. Of course. This was for sure you smelled for sure you smell like vinegar and baking powder. I smell delicious. Yeah, I bet. Okay. Jose the camera okay. guy, were you there? Were you there for this? No, this was before him. Oh, good oh, job, Danny. Thank God. No, it was before. <laughs> good job, scared. Danny. She said that in the beginning. There's a lot of things we don't talk about. <laughs> smell like shorties in 2028. <laughs> oh, my God. The apocalypse. Okay, first of all, shorties. don't feed into them. You're not like them. Are you like them? Yes, he what? is. So like us. <laughs> no, you're so not like them. You're not like them. Just like them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So then? What was I saying? Oh, yes. <laughs> Wait. Don't need discussion. Okay, no, yeah. The only no, the only argument I, I witnessed that week. You know, I'm from Miami. I'm 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 experienced to like ratchet, you know, like somebody gets mad and they throw like a bottle or something. But there the only argument I heard was like these two guys, I woke up from a nap and <laughs> these two guys were arguing about who was more awesome and it was like, No, you're awesome. No, man, you're awesome. Yeah, no, like you're man, yeah. you're awesome. And it was like obviously you're tripping I, I envision off this, of whatever it is that you're taking. I envision like birds fine. birds tripping. And you wake up like fucking Goldilocks, like, oh, I just took a nap in the forest. And then you walk out like, you're awesome. You're awesome. I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. <laughs> this is absurd it here. Was I, used to, I used to write for the New Times. I used to do a bunch of, uh, every time I played a festival up there, I used to do a, a, a piece 
on that. Yeah. And just the experience of how just weird it would be and just like, like nobody from Miami can really understand what it's no, like to go uh, nobody to that knows. part. And then plus you're you're in this part of Florida that is just more Florida than you have ever known. Like if you go to the Walmart near there. No. I don't want it. I don't want it's to. It's like extras from the devil's rejects. It's no. really, 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 really no, white. I wasn't crazy. trying to do all that, but in that magical <gasps> forest where I bought this ring that I am now wearing. You traded for the ring. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't buy it. You bartered it. You bartered for it. You know what you, you know what you had to do for that ring. Magical forest. <laughs> you know what you had to do for that ring in the forest. I laughed you had to and make I friends. spun you had to make around for that three ring. times to the left. Get back to your game. Let's get back to the game. <laughs> All right, so what okay. I want to play here is just to kind of like showcase your musical talent on this harmonica, and I want to kind of get make it a dual attack. So I kind of want you to, if you are willing to play this game, I would like to do it. And it's you are going to play the harmonica, and I'm going to fucking name objects in the studio, and you're going to give me maybe a couple bars on what we're talking about. Monica object inflections. <laughs> yeah, sure. 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 Sounds good. We'll take that, yeah. And if you can give me some lyrics to there. No, nah, I'm not doing lyrics, but I'll do harmonica, harmonica stuff. All right. So I thought uh, you were uh, a singer now. You can say like, but light. But light. pero. So let's do let's do that. Let's, see lyrics, light. Actually. let's do my Bud Light can. What do you play? Thinking about my Bud Light can. That's, know, that's a real a, big that's a, yeah, can. Yeah, that, that's a comically big. It's comically <laughs> big. So let's do it. That's the tall boy's tall boy. <laughs> Bud Light. Bud Light. <laughs> Good life. <laughs> Do you have one? Because I have another for you if you need one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good life. Amazing. All right. So now can you play something spooky since we're in Ooh. the month of October for Halloween? Oh. Yeah. So I, this is the picture. All right. So okay. this scene. Ready? You're gonna play music for your harmonica for this scene. I'm a f- 19 year old blonde, <laughs> big, big tits, <laughs> big boobs. I'm home alone. Kind of like, kind of like scream. The scream? Yeah, like, kind of like scream. Don't think, I'm not Drew Barrymore. Like, were you like an Uber meal or something? <laughs> <laughs> Uber Eats? I'm scared. <laughs> I'm I get hungry. A, I get and a f- I want sushi. <laughs> <laughs> and Uber Eats is not coming. <laughs> I get a phone call. He's in the house. He's in the house. And now I'm scared. Phone dies. I'm scared. Me and my blonde hair and big boobies <laughs> hiding. It's disgusting. I, but it's going to be great now with your Is harmonica it? play. Oh, yeah. I'll <laughs> save the day. Save the <laughs> this fucking thing. <laughs> we got the hero in town. So this is it. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my pants? 
still want sushi, though. That's the problem. <laughs> I have to answer the door. Oh, Ernesto, I know you. Get the fuck in here with my sushi. <laughs> yes! Yes! That was great. That was awesome. That was awesome. Thank you for playing that. Play man. something purple. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can we play something? He knows. <laughs> Can we play something for Jameson? For Jameson, I'll play anything. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds like it. Inside a Jameson bottle, when you crack it open, it'll be that. That'd be that. And every time you'd open it and close it, it would stop. (laughs) 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 Exactly. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Ah, oh, brother. I'm just so excited. It was good, man. This has been good. Um, are, are, Do you guys want to do how we typically end it with our guests, or are we just going to fucking end? Because yeah, I don't, I don't no, want it. That was great. I, I don't want it to end. I really don't either. It's been a blast. <laughs> it's really been a blast. We just. But that was such a high note. Tip- <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally, literally. Sorry. Literally, literally. <laughs> All right, man. You know, it's been cool to hear the story. Like, so we get into it in every show when we have somebody talented come on, and it's about the person that finding your identity. Everybody's different. Everybody's born here, and they kind of follow the 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 life that their parents want them, to, you know, to fall into. And then everybody, somewhat everybody, for the most part, falls in that moment in life where, hey. I'm an I'm I'm my person and and I'm gonna go and take my walk, and this, you've done that and. Um, I want to thank you for coming in and and sharing that with us today. I appreciate it. Your your story is, and we only probably scraped the surface with all the fun stuff that you got going. Oh yeah, on. he. You seem like you have a lot of stories. Yeah, just uh, if I can kind of push one thing i mean the band's not playing much but if you guys can steer people to come on wednesdays to uh bar nancy absolutely storytelling oh, night yeah, that'd be great because i mean it's just people telling shit that happens to them it's really it's been it's such a cool thing what i was kind of trying to say before is when i was stuck with my little casey for those eight weeks i started listening to that podcast and i got into these stories and that's what really kind of like tripped me out about you know what that is i mean you know because i'm a songwriter but then i'm like stories are when you put them together if you have to tell them that's there's a way of telling them and there's an art to it and then now i have these people coming every week for like this is the third week now and they're telling stories. some of them are really depressing some of them are hilarious 
I've had professional comedians. I got Danny Boy. Danny Boy uh, that's coming next week. He came and told a freaking hilarious story about being Nicaraguan but looking white and, white and, and growing up in Wisconsin. <laughs> and uh, so, what you just show up and you tell story? Well, I mean, you got to hit me up because right now it's, it's being slotted. You know, that people need their their spot. But yeah, it's basically that. Um, I have so many good stories. Well, come tell one. And <laughs> you just hit me up about it. And then, you know, it's going to be about 8 to 12 minutes. And it just has to be true. And it has to happen to you. And that's it. And people are freaking out. And they're just like, dude, this is an amazing idea you had. I'm like, people have been telling stories for centuries. No, a buddy yeah, of mine owns but... a bar in North Miami. He's like, is it cool? My PR girl knows Iggy Pop. He wants to come tell a story. Like, dude, I didn't make up storytelling. I'm telling it. That's the basis of songwriting, too. Yeah, but you kind of, like, spun it in a way that you put it in a bar, right? A bar setting. Which and is it's not chill. really, like, yeah, it's not, your, your mindset is that when you think of storytelling, you think library, uh, children, You know what's families. really cool? After everything's done, people hang out outside. Bar Nancy has that little outside area. And I look around the other day, and everyone's just telling each other stories. Everyone's just I, like, this happened, this happened. I'm like. Wow, this is like it's happening. Yeah, that's super cool. This is a thing that I'm into now. I want to sign up for your storytelling. I'm gonna think of a really good one. No, I have better stories. No, can the hangout hour host one? Is what I'm asking. Co-host with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Can we co-host a story? When Danny, when Danny Boy comes in, you should. Just saying, I'm not telling you what to do, but I strongly suggest that you maybe come in. Yeah, that would sure. be cool. Next Sunday. And then, no, not next Sunday, the following one, but uh, you, Danny Boy, and uh, Alexa Lash. <gasps> we can do a funny video. You and Alexa Lash making music. You said that earlier. I did say that, but, you know, he said it. We just wanted to bullshit today. I'm quoting him. Just wanted to bullshit, but I would Talking like. Talking about some, some Danny Scotchy Lash. Yeah. Danny Scotchy Lash. There you go. Danny yeah. Scotchy Lash. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we can. we can Tremendo collab. We can do that on the, in the green screen, and we can put something together, man. I think it is. What think, time to what time is this? I think we uh, just had a stroke of brilliance, Oscar. Yeah, Good job. The, 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 the storytelling, it starts uh, It's on Wednesdays at about 8. We usually have four storytellers that tell uh, stories that are around 10 minutes long. Last week we had a really great story about a guy. Actually, uh, I don't want to get political here, but he was doing like, uh, he was hired by the Democratic Party to do like weird shit. For last election, and then the next story was uh, uh, my bass player told a story about touring with Pitbull. Oh, cool! Yeah. Also, oh, it doesn't nice. necessarily have to be a funny story. No, no, nah, absolutely not. And then I told a story about a crazy story about the first time having sex with my fucking. Can we can we share that story here for the ones that didn't hear that? Because that's what this show's about. Wait. Really? Yeah. You want to hear that one? Can we? Yeah. Are you wait? First time having sex with what? My ex girlfriend. Oh, it was uh, kind oh, of it? a hilarious story. All right, so let's do that, and I think that's great, actually. Wow, <laughs> really? This is this your first time? Older, older, <laughs> <laughs> you're a hockey fan. What's going on? <laughs> Get out of here! All right, is this a uh, first time having <laughs> sex ever, or just with ever, your ex? ever with her? No, with her. Oh, oh with her, not ever. <laughs> with her, but it was like. A How old were you? 47. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I like this. It was weird. Okay. 
Wow. Let's do it. Better wow. Take it. Take Better a shot. Wow. Hey. 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 Jameson, everybody. Hey, uh, I'll yeah. take one, bro. Yeah, I'll gotta, take one. I got it. What we're doing? Yeah. Let me get the bottle there. I think we're off the live. I can add it on. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy, you're alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, look at that look. You have to say shit. <laughs> you're like, really? What the fuck? Then you gotta deal with it. You gotta really? deal with the. Uh, really? So you're calling me fat? What? No, he has to deal with the calls. After. You want more? Um, I want you to. Just Are you like a drunk things. texter? Or what? anything like that? Like, do you have any flaw when you get drunk? No, I just fucking fall asleep and I wake up hungover. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. No, don't, don't do that. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, bro. Much love. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that was a big shot there, Eric. That's fine. So I've uh, generally, I guess because of music or whatever, can I ask you I'm another question before we get into it? Sure. Do you jerk oh off? Do you jerk off? Really? Not today or now. Do you now. jerk off daily? Danny, really? Come on, dude. I'm telling you a story. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. We do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, right before I came in here, that's why I was late. Exactly. Good. Yeah, I was in my car. Good. It's kind of weird downtown, like, looking up at the buildings and working it, jerking off at the same time. Jesus just Christ. so you know, we do. <laughs> Go ahead. There you go. So I generally, um, just because of my work or whatever, I've dated much younger than me for the most part. And I've gener- as in football terms, I outkick my coverage for the most part. <laughs> that's, 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 that's fucking perfect. Well said. So oh, my God. One night I'm at Lagniap playing. On break nice. with my band. It's Sexy. packed. Juke is and, it? And this girl, yeah. And this girl that was dancing around comes up to me. This little blonde girl. She's a little Dutch girl. She comes God. up. She goes, tell me three interesting things about yourself. That's how she starts the conversation. That's how she says to me. Never First, seen this girl? You don't know from? Never, never seen. She was dancing to the set. Oh, I'm like, well, my mom's dead. My dad's dying. And I used to teach tennis for a living. Those are the three things I said. Jesus. Morbid. I'm in. She loved it. I'm in. And we start talking. I'm sure and she did. I did. I gotta play. I gotta play the last set. So I give her my card. I'm like, you know, Spotify. Check us out. Is my number. I'm going home that night. She texts me. I like this. We start texting. <laughs> we start texting each other. I'm like, why don't you come over tomorrow? I'll cook you some food. We'll hang out. Wow. Oh, you said that. But now, can That's I ask so you? Nice. I'm gonna, yeah. Do you have the thought of like? I'm gonna beg relax, you. Relax, relax, relax. It's not the first time this has happened. Oh, okay. shut your face, bro. Let no, him tell the story. Let him tell over. the story. So, like I every guy, food. every That's every great. bachelor has, like, can cook has their meal, their like go to their go to meal. meal. Yeah, mine is maple chipotle salmon. I thought but, you were gonna say meatloaf. No, I don't even. I don't meat. know why you said meat. that. I don't why am I gonna weigh a girl down with meatloaf and then try to get down? That's a heavy ass meal. You can't have that. You have to have something light. Dare you. So, meat and potatoes kind of girl. Whatever. I'm a meat and potatoes kind of girl. Get out of here. Jesus Christ. Okay, Take fine. A nap Sorry, and then salmon. have sex after <laughs> meatloaf. Salmon. <laughs> put me on a diet. You, did you serve <laughs> salad <laughs> as well? Wow. Jesus. So, Jesus, <laughs> let him tell the story. So, may look, I feel offended. Uh, maple chipotle salmon is just, just salmon, soy sauce, uh, chipotle peppers, and um, 
cream. Maple syrup. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I got you. What's Easy. The, what do we have for a side? Asparagus Salad. and uh, sweet potato. Beautiful. Nice. Good Very meal. good. I'm Healthy. in. I'm in. So, I would have walked in with my pants off. Exactly. I'd bang you. See? So she comes over. We have that. And so, but the problem is I go and get all the shit and then I'm prepping. She's coming over. I sneeze and blow out my back because that's what happens when you're fucking old. I fucking sneeze. Prior to her getting there. Yeah, like two hours before. I can barely walk. I'm fucked. I sneeze. I'm fucked. I can't. I'm like laying down. It's the most worst pain. I've been there. And I'm, I'm not, I'm 47. I'm not going to call this 22-year-old girl and say, you cannot come over because I blew out my back. Can we do it next week? Can we I got to work this shit out. I got to soldier through. So I'm like, okay, I'll stand while I'm cooking and we'll hang out and then fucking we'll sit down when we eat and then we'll figure it out after that. I'll drink through it, which is my mantra anyway. Of course. So she comes over and we're hanging out. I'm cooking my maple chipotle salmon. Oh, it smells great. Awesome. And <laughs> Is that the way she sounded too? No, she's Dutch. I can't do the Dutch thing. <laughs> I, at all. And so I say something funny and she kind of gives me one of these kind of on my chest and I'm like oh no 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 I'm going down I know I'm going down and I can't stop it because fell over I went down no you didn't I ate shit on the kitchen floor she's laughing it's funny I'm laughing but I'm thinking fuck I don't know how I'm gonna get up without this bitch helping me up I'm not doing this help me out bro no I can't so I'm laughing she's laughing Thank God. She goes, I have to go to the bathroom. Can I use your bathroom? Like, so While I, you're on the floor. Like you're just I'm like, on yeah. the floor. That, that, your dog's name is what? Casey. Casey should have come up to you at that Casey point. Casey wasn't there yet. And, and now you're pre-Casey. Oh, it was pre-Casey. Oh, it was pre-Casey. Pre-Casey. This is my weird crackhead cat. And then, so I'm laying on the ground, and I got to get up by the time she gets back from the bathroom. And so I had these drawers. There's three of them. Like the rings. It's like a Rocky vibe. So I'm like, go, go. I'm trying to get up. And like, fucking stay down. Like, I'm hearing in my head, you know. Stay down. I got to get up before she comes back. And I hear her walking down the hall by the time I'm in the fucking second rope. I get up finally. Boom. She's Fuck there. you, Mickey. So she's, I'm like, oh, cool, cool. We're there. Eat the meal. Everything's great. We both get too drunk. She, she, apparently, I didn't know. Uh, She's not used to drinking whiskey as much as she pretended to. So she got fucked up. Uh, I got yeah. fucked up. We Perfect. get hammered. We go to sleep. Uh, we make out. We go to sleep. I wake up in the morning. Sun's shining in the room. Stiff as a rock. 22-year-old. Oh, sweet. Gorgeous. Blonde hair. She's just wearing her bottoms oh, naked like otherwise. It. Looking at me all smiling when I wake up. Of- I'm like, <laughs> she's all smiling at me. What are we working with, though? Kind of like paint the picture for me. What should no, look like? don't do that. Come she's on, she's just a gorgeous little Dutch girl, Get and she's here. smiling at me, and and it's great. And I'm just like, and she's walking around like just no inhibition. She's playing with my cat. She's walking around. She's like, can you make me some coffee? I'm like, yeah, totally. But I just feel I kind of wanted to go to be honest. Just yeah, like you want to know what? And I mean, not yeah, no. I, I kind of wanted to go. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm sober. 
I'm hungover. You're a vampire. Fine. Like you're a vampire in the, in the exactly. light. No, I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm not going to say what I want to say. Say what you want to no, say, I'm God not. damn it. You're a good guy. The guy made salmon. Let it go already. Jesus I Christ! He's like, how dare you? How dare you think? Jose, you know, don't you don't hide behind the camera. You down. If you had, you know, meat and potatoes. Who cares? Woken up happy. What's with the meat and potatoes? I don't know. If anyway, someone made meat salmon. I'd be. I don't pink. Know what that, to be honest with you, I really don't know what that means. That sounds very fancy. She's being awesome. She's walking around. I make her another cup of coffee. Cool. We're talking. <laughs> We're at two cups of coffee. Then she wants another cup of coffee. Where I'm are like, you at right I'm now? I'm French press. I'm, I'm right neck to neck with her. I'm not going to like watch her drink coffee. And, you know, I got to stick with her. So third oh cup of coffee. God. Cool. No then, food. How's your back? No at this, food. How's your back at this time? Hurting. Bad. <laughs> bad. No. I'm like trying to coffee through the No, back. nothing. No, no, nothing. No. No. Like, then what happened? Fucking that shit. So. <laughs> She's in bed with me, and then we start making out, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's on. Like, and this is, this like, is gonna happen. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon now. <laughs> no, it's, okay. like, literally, like, 12.45, 1 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> Sun's fucking flying in the room. She's on top of me. It's on. Takes that shit off. She's on top of me. We're having sex. I'm like, fuck. Holy shit. Like, I'm sober. I'm having sex. In the <laughs> is that day? unusual? Yes. Yeah, Great. yeah, yeah. First From date? the night what? before? Yeah. First date, holy shit. So she's on top of me, and I'm like, oh shit, fuck, I'm gonna come. And I look at her, and she's gonna come. Like, this is great. We're gonna come together our first time together. Wow, How beautiful that's is super that? Super rare. Right? Two minutes rare in. Is what first it is. time. So I'm looking at her, and then I've never felt a, f- a sensation like this. As I come. <laughs> <laughs> What does that the mean? The worst fart of my life. Oh, the oh maple chipotle salmon. The oh, maple chipotle really? salmon. The whiskey. Oh, really? The coffee. The coffee. The five and the cups age. of cups. <laughs> Flies out. I think I painted a Picasso of fucking brown on the wall. Oh, you sharded? I felt like I did, but it was just it was just the most nasty fart. Like it wasn't one of those like one, two, three. No, immediate. And she's looking down at me, and it was like Zombie O's. She's looking down. It was horrible. And I'm looking up at her, and I say the only thing I can do, I put my hand over it. I go, oh, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I can say. <laughs> so I throw her off of me. I run to the bathroom to check my work, because I think, like, yeah, I'm proofreading, like, bad. <laughs> and apparently it was just all... I felt all my soul alarm. come out of me, but it wasn't all anything. air. It all ghosts. It was all air. So I, I'm like, how do I fucking walk back into this? I walk back in the room. She's on the ground, dying laughing, <laughs> like dying. She's a good sport. She, she looks up. No, cool, she's yeah. not only a good sport. She looks at me. She goes, I think I love you. What the fuck? <laughs> she moves in the next week, and we live together for two years. You're kidding me. Oh. <laughs> and that's how that happened. Bravo. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. That deserves it. I can relate to that. I like that. Very good. Very nice. That's fucking amazing. That's the fart story. That's uh, probably I gotta say that's probably one of the greatest stories I've ever heard in my life. Probably. (laughs) No, because women By far. Because you probably get scared, especially I you know what? I'm not surprised. Because look at you. 
You got rock and roll. You scream rock and roll. You scream. You see rock and roll. Really? Yeah, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter. Question is, why did you fart? Dude, it just came out because I had all that in me. Had it been meatloaf? It would have been worse. It would have stunk. Would have made sense. Why don't you eat meat, by the way? Just saying. When did you you stop eating meat? Like seven, eight years ago. Why? Is there a, are you a pescatarian? Pes- I'm a pescatarian. Oh, if, okay. if fish had scream, I probably wouldn't eat them either. But I just. Why Why is it that you stopped? Netflix documentaries. Really? Oh, Jesus why Christ. Not? It's good to be I can't. a vegetarian. Well, I don't want to look eat at anything you. that suffered. Look at the person saying that it's good to be a vegetarian, upset, mind you, with the fact that you did not make meatloaf. I, I say meatloaf because it's hearty. Oh, is that right? Laurel and Hardy. Oh, is that right? Arguing Hardy meals because you know Laurel he said like salmon is a Hardy meal. He triggered me. Salmon has omega three fats. When you are on a diet, you eat salmon, you eat vegetables, and I. Have you had really good sex after eating meatloaf before? Hell yeah, it's, I did. It's just the other day, actually. <laughs> 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 hey, that, that calls for another. <laughs> Good job, Jose, the camera guy. It's called uh, fat sex. It's delicious. You fucking. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. You guys eat McDonald's at like four in the morning. The other day, we leave here. And then the we rub bellies. I want to I wanna hear. So the other day, we leave here at like fucking Two, one o'clock, one thirty in the morning. You were in that. I was line. fucking gone, right? <laughs> and I'm like, and they're, and, and they're driving me home. Somebody's driving. <laughs> me home. Oh, you were driving me, home, Ox. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, hey man, I gotta get some food. So whatever. So we go to McDonald's. Wow, he didn't even remember the first half. We went to Taco Bell first. They were closed. On our way out, we <laughs> ran into that car. Which was with you, and then when we pulled up like next 15. to you, we lowered the window, and you were just so happy. You were like, McDonald's, now, let's go. And I'm Super like, excited. Uh, I'm not but going there. I'm ashamed. I'm, I'm ashamed right now, saying this story in front of you, by the way, you're looking at me. And, um, you judge because he's a vegetarian. It was a funny story then, Sorry, but I have to tell you, it's, it's very important, like, I've been considering changing my diet. Oh, considering. Oh, Jesus my Christ. God. Considering. Don't know. We're not doing this. I'm gonna, uh, I want to change this. my diet, man. Not because he made her asparagus. We're not doing this. You don't even like asparagus. I do like asparagus. I fucking asparagus. love asparagus. Sauteed. Sauteed on the grill. If they're cooked properly, they're Garlic. fucking delicious. It's good shit. I just would like it with, like, mashed potatoes. But you know what I love eating? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A Bud Light like, Tall Boys. A like the Tall, tall boy, boy, the Tall Boys is what he's got here. Hey, Eric, man. Um, been amazing talking to you today. <laughs> Honestly, uh, everybody that's listening, you guys got to listen to Juke. Sure. Okay. Good, good plug. Go storytelling night. Good plug. Yes. Storytelling okay, yes. night. So, storytelling night at Bar Nancy at 2007 Southwest 8th Street. Go in there every Wednesday for the rest of your life. For the west, for the rest of your life, every Wednesday, go in there. The hangout hour sent you. Go look for fucking Eric Garcia. Talk to Ben. Maybe we can do something. Tell, tell Ben you heard this on the hangout hour. T- yeah, I'm right. gonna, gonna can say I, that? Okay, so say how that. can I audition my story for you to choose me? You don't have to. Just you just walk up. This is just a walk up. Put your name on a no, list and go. I want you to approve of my story. I don't have to prove you. But what happens if there's Just somebody in there with a funny story. story? Like, I take my crowd to go see you perform, and I know that Jerry and my squad's got a fucking hellacious story. 
Can is it a walk up thing? Like can they walk up? Hit me up. Hit you. Hit up. me up before. Hit them up. I'm gonna hit you up. All right. How do they hit you up? Uh, uh, DM me at uh, Uncle Scotchy at Uncle Scotchy on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's the best way. Especially on the I was gonna do it with people just signing up the day of the show, but now we're just basically doing four. 10 to 15 minute stories at a time and I'm getting booked up. People are hitting me up. So just hit me up and I'll schedule you. No, I have no prejudice. I don't care if it's a sad story. I don't care what, you know, just do your thing. It's awesome. Maybe I'll tell a story. I would like oh. that. <laughs> tell a story how scared. we met. Why are you looking at me like that, Jose? <laughs> so is that what it is? Like, <laughs> okay, no, right? She knows it's a thing for him, right? You know it. I got on stage for anybody. So Eric Garcia, man, the the Lord of South Miami. She loves him so much. Look at her. She's like she knows how much that's a thing for him. She's like, yeah, I'll support you, baby, but I know that's a thing. That's a lot of love in the room. That's awesome. I really like that. That's cool as fuck. <laughs> Eric Garcia, the Lord of South Miami, Uncle Scotchy, E. How they call you. It's been a fucking blast. Thank you so much for coming in today. Honestly, we love your journey. We appreciate everything you're doing. And now you are a, an ambassador here in South Florida, in Miami, for creativity. And don't sell yourself short. What you're doing with the, the, spoken, the spoken word, the, the, funny, the storytelling at Bar Nancy, and what you're doing with Juke. Please follow Juke. Where can where can people hear your band? Spotify. 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 It's, it's hard to find uh, us. Anything I, on I, YouTube? It's, it's probably better to uh, find it on um, Google because like there's a bunch of Juke shit on Spotify. So um, just put like Juke Miami Band on on Google. You're fine. Maybe on YouTube as well. On YouTube as well. All right, exactly. awesome. we don't have live shit. I don't really like anything that we have out. So just come. You're such a musician. Show. Stop, stop being such a musician. I know. We're playing. We're you guys playing, are phenomenal. We're playing not this weekend, but the following weekend at um, Lightning on a Saturday. What well, day is that? I'm in. We're I think in the eighth or something like that. We'll be there on a Sunday, Saturday. We're, we're playing on a Saturday, the seventh or eighth, and then on Sunday we're playing at Monty's on the beach. From like five thirty, we should be able to make. I should. I should be able to make the the. I can make both. The Saturday. You bring the your, Saturday your one. Like, you yeah. can bring your kid on a Sunday. The the, the kid. I'm gonna. I'll bring my kid to the Sunday one. There you go. All right. Cool. That sounds like a plan. So Monty's right there off the beach, off off the MacArthur. Beach on all, yeah, on Alton, right off. Awesome. There. So yeah, that's that's what day. That's not this weekend, but the weekend after, like how, the eighth or ninth. How are they doing like that with now social distancing? Uh, at first they were really careful about it, and now I don't know. Like, did it? Is it like a hundred percent? Like, if it's normal, just wear a mask. Yeah, exactly. Then once you get to your table, you don't have to wear your mask. All right, cool. Cause we, I just went there recently, and they like they couldn't sit four of us at a table. Yeah, it was weird. They would have a big X on certain tables, separate stuff. But I think now they're allowed to do hundred percent capacity. Awesome, awesome. So, log me up. Lightning up on next Saturday, uh, I think from which is the thirty first. No, the one no, after. No, it's it's the one weekend. after. Yeah, yeah it's so the eighth. Like the eighth. The seventh and the eighth. 
eighth is a Sunday. 8th. The eighth is a Sunday, so seventh or eighth. So one seventh or the eighth. Like now, it's gonna be like uh, like uh, like a seven and nine kind of thing, and then uh, the following uh, Sunday. Then Monty's the next day. Uh, Sunny, my guitar player, lives in Vero now. He's coming down for vocal. Awesome, awesome. So, thank you so much for coming on. We're gonna be possibly moving this maybe within the next year to a to a bigger location where we can have your band play. So you down for that? Yeah. Good. Stay tuned. It's gonna happen. You get a backline. You should have a backline. You should get a, a sponsorship I, I, from like Jameson? a drum company or something like get get some drums and get some amps and stuff so people can just show up. That's why that's why you're that's why you're here with us. That's what I'm you're gonna help us. You're gonna help us do that. That's why. You see, that's why I want to have a meeting. You see why I want to have, I want to take you out to lunch, sir. That's why you want to sit down. I want to take <laughs> you out to lunch. It's, sh- it's everything's strategy, bro. But at the not end me. of the day. I'm just in the background. No, you're not. Here we you're, go. You're here. Here we go. <laughs> you too, it's right? It's about the pen. No, but. Um, it's the meatloaf. It's about creating. <laughs> the fucking meatloaf. <laughs> Disgusting ass meatloaf. <laughs> this show's about. Sucking your soul. I really don't know how to let things bread. go. Such a problem. I'm not even that. I I'm glad that you know. First time is admitting it, right? First time is admitting it. You can't even think oh, that he no, below. No, this is like a new thing in my life. I'm realizing the way that I am. I'm sorry, Seagrams. This show's about creating <laughs> love, uh, ambition, following your dream. We yes. say this every time, man, and uh, taking care of each other because we're all one, you know. And uh, we, we really appreciate you coming in. And taking the time out of your busy Sunday night. <laughs> so I, I really, from the bottom of my heart. Next time we see you, we want to bring Casey. For sure. Yeah, oh, bring yeah. her in. She's down. Yes. All right, she's she, going. Does she like She'll sit dogs? down. Oh, she's a party girl. She's she should fine. be friends with Norman. I should have brought her. Should have brought her. Pictures of my dog. Next time. Next Sunday. If you want. Fuck. This is uh, Danny. Yeah. This is uh, the first time that I've ever met you. Um, you've, spoken, you've been spoken about very highly from Danny, um, from McShane and stuff like that. So it's been a true honor meeting you, sir, uh, from the bottom of my heart. And I'm no one. I don't kiss ass for anybody, but it's been a true honor meeting you. And what you do with the harmonica, from what I hear, is amazing. It's, it's so satisfying, if you will. Nice. So thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming in and, and sharing your story with us, the partial story of it, because I know, like Danny said, you probably just scratched the surface, but thank you so much for taking the time of coming in and, and being here and sharing your time with us and, and hanging out with us. Cheers. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. I don't even think I'm going to edit the show. That's how good it was. Oh, really? No, I'm probably going to edit it. <laughs> well, you're going to edit that right there. There you go. <laughs> so but um, you can go to Google, like, uh, like Eric said, go to Google and find out uh, what is it, Juke Miami Band? Yeah. And on Spotify as well. Uh, when it comes to us. Yeah. Well, oh, Barnanti's yeah. on, on uh, Wednesday Wednesdays. nights for storytelling. Friday night, our girl Alexa Lash performs. If they want to if they want to book with you, what do they book with you? Just on his D- DM. D- DM me at, uh, at Uncle Scotchy on, uh, on uh, Instagram. Instagram. We got some good, we got some good performers on my buddy Mark Mark is telling me a crazy story about him and I just went out and met somebody that murdered somebody that what? night. And yeah, exactly. And he told nice. that story. 
Jesus. South Miami after we left BTs for some weird reason. And then South Miami BTs? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> then, Did the guy uh, get arrested? Always a good decision. I'm always like, oh, that was a really good idea. Did and this guy then, get arrested? <laughs> no, he didn't. But 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 they found a guy that murdered somebody. It was a weird thing. He's gonna be mad. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, uh, unintentionally found a murderer. Oh my god! Tune in. Tune in. Tune exactly, in. motherfucker. And exactly. Then, <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm gonna tell a story about some of the things that I told you about about learning how to play harmonica. And then I have um, uh, a professional comedian that I met through Danny Boy that's gonna tell a story. And I think there's another person that's gonna tell a story too. Yeah. Sweet. Good. Uh, uh, in regards to us. All major platforms for podcasts. Uh, our main platform is IG, so hit us up on IG always. Um, check us out on iTunes. What is it? Uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast. Wherever you guys listen to your podcast, we're there. So, if you guys want to reach out, d- uh, email us at thehangouthour at gmail dot com. Correct. If you guys want to come on to the show, you guys want to promote anything, go ahead. And Jameson, we're still out there hunting for you, right? Yep. And if you guys Aaron, ever need, if you guys Aaron, need studio I'm time, you up, buddy, I'm hitting you up, buddy. Jameson. And if, and if you guys need studio time, make sure to hit up uh, Plug and Play Studios on the Instagram, and uh, we'll take care of you when, uh, with with whatever you need. So, like always, great times. Stay sexy, Miami. Be good to one another. Be good and be good at it.